The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. Tomlin's going to throw the fade to Panky in the left corner of the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown. He got one foot down in the left corner of the end zone. Williamson takes it across the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Hand off to Williamson up the middle. Dives into the end zone. Is he there? Touchdown. Tomlin drops back. He's going to look straight up the middle. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts again. Complete at the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Today's game is brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. And in part by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Mount St. Joseph University. Effing Good Chicken Tenders. And Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Mount St. Joseph University College Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for today's Lions game. <laughs> And a very pleasant good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mockholt Stadium in Anderson, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got college football action for you on a gorgeous yet cold Saturday afternoon in Indiana. Today, the Lions head to the field with a record of 6-2 and two overall, 4-2 and two in conference play, and they will be taking on the host Anderson Ravens at 3-5 and five overall, 1-4 and four in conference play. This will be, ironically, the second time that these two teams are going to be playing this season, thanks to Earlham for dropping out of the football conference in the Heartland. The Lions are coming in, reeling on a two-game losing streak. Same thing for Anderson, although their losing streak is four games coming into this afternoon's ballgame. Last week, the Lions were shut down 27-3. to against Hanover. That's the lowest point total that the Lions have had since I've been doing their games, folks. 27-3, to they were shut down last Saturday. Chase Pankey, though, he had a big day. He had 125 yards receiving. Cornell Beecham ended up with 77 yards rushing and 75 receiving yards, although he has been averaging over 210 yards in total offense, but Beecham last week was held to 162 yards in total offense. And Tomlin, well, Chayton, he averaged coming in over 300 yards in passing. Last week, Hanover's defense held him to 270 yards passing. The only points that the Lions got were from Spencer Dufresne. He made a 23-yard field goal in the second quarter, and that was it for the Lions as they fell to Hanover 27-3. In the meantime, the Ravens are coming in, dropping a 24-17 game last week to Bluffton. Well, they were... Notched nine yards by Melandrick Skipper Blair. He had nine tackles in the ball game, a sack and a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. And also in the ball game, they were they actually had eight tackles by Brandon Michael, who also recorded a sack in the contest. As we said, Hanover won over the Lions last week. Well, they started this losing streak for Anderson back on October fifth. Anderson fell to Hanover seventy to nothing. Then they lost to Franklin. 49-35. They were blanked by Rose Hallman, 45-9. to 
nothing. And then on October 26th, they fell to Bluffton, as we said, 24-17. Last week, they had the week off. We also told you that this was the second meeting of the year between these two ball clubs. Well, in the first meeting, which was back on September the 21st, the Lions won it 34-7 to at Schuler Field. Tyson Harley, the freshman quarterback, threw for 278 yards and a touchdown while James Tucker provided 80 receiving yards in the game. Zach Talent, who comes into this afternoon's game with 70 receptions on the year, he produced 78 receiving yards in the ball game and had 10 catches in that contest. Chayton Tomlin threw for 310 yards and two touchdowns for the Lions, and that totals him up to 20 in his four meetings against Anderson throughout the last three years, or I should say the four years, and he will look for more this afternoon. Quite honestly, he's going to have to throw more if the Lions are going to hope to win this game this afternoon and break that two-game losing streak. But the Lions are going to be coming into this one. Again, the injury bug has hit them. Bo Kooning, who we saw last night at the basketball game at the Harrington Center, he is out. Of course, it started the Injury bug for the Lions in that second game of the season against Anderson because they play a very physical style of football. Kooning left the game in that one with a torn ACL. He's out for the year. Noah Abel tried to go last week with that broken hand, but he just couldn't make it. He is out for the rest of the season. Troy Speakman's going to try to go today at the cornerback position, but he may not play a lot. He probably will be returning punts, but that's about it today. So the Lions are going to go with a very fresh defensive backfield, which at the beginning of the year was one of their strengths. Well, now it's one of the weaknesses that they have in this ball club heading into this afternoon's ball game against a freshman quarterback. But they've still got Cornell Beecham and Chayton Tomlin on the offensive side of the ball, but unfortunately the Lions have not been able to put together any type of offensive movement over the last couple of weeks against two of the top teams in the conference, Rose Holman and Hanover. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more on our pregame show, an abbreviated version of it this afternoon. We're about 10 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's contest. We'll have more right after this. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Revealing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Back here in Anderson, Indiana, I'm Dave Mitchell on UltimateSportsTalk.com. There is college basketball going on this afternoon at the Harrington Center, day two of the tip-off classic. And right now, Mount St. Joseph... That game got underway at 1 o'clock, is leading Wilmington 26-21 with 11.03 left to go in the first half of action in that one. The Lions fell last night to Ohio Northern by 9, and they're back on the court 
this afternoon at 1 o'clock. The second game of that tip-off classic will have Ohio Northern taking on Transylvania. Now, just to let everybody know, this will be the last football broadcast that we will be doing this season for the Lions. They will be going to New York City primarily Brooklyn next week to take on Maritime on the island. We will not be following the football team next week because the Lions men's basketball team will be in Marietta for a two-day tournament, and we will be bringing you those games from Marietta starting at 5 o'clock, or excuse me, starting at 5.30 next Friday night. The tip-off will get underway at 6 o'clock as the Lions will be playing LaRoche, and then the second game will be Saturday evening, an early evening game. That game will tip off at 5 o'clock, and that game will get underway, as we said, at 5 o'clock. We'll be on the air Saturday at 4.30. So this is our last college football broadcast of the season for the Lions. But when you look at the Heartland Conference, the main reason that we made this decision with the college is that Hanover and Rose Holman will be playing this afternoon basically for the conference championship. Hanover is 5-0 and in the conference. Rose Holman is 5-1 and in the conference, and they play this afternoon. That game's going to kick off at 2 o'clock, and it will be played at Rose. Now, the Fighting Engineers have played their last three ball games at home. They go on the road to Minnesota next week. But this game this afternoon basically is for all the marbles, even though Hanover has got a game with Franklin next Saturday afternoon. So what, what happens is if Hanover wins today, it's over. Hanover will win the conference. But if Rose Holman wins, they've got the head-to-head against Hanover. And that would mean that Rose Holman would basically win the conference championship. So it's coming down basically to all of that, and that game's going to kick off at 2 o'clock this afternoon. The Lions are in third place. They're at 4-2 and two in the conference. Then comes Franklin at 3-2, and two. Bluffton 2-3. and three. Anderson and Manchester at 1-4, and, and Defiance is at 0-5. Oh the ironic thing is, if Rose Holman wins today, the three teams that won the tri-championship a year ago, Franklin, Hanover, and the Mount, would all be shut out of being returning champions this year. That's the ironic thing about it, heading into this afternoon's game at 2 o'clock at Rose Hallman. In Division One college basketball, let's take a look, or I should say not college basketball, but college football this afternoon. Boy, a big game going on in the Big Ten this afternoon where Minnesota right now is rolling over Penn State 24-10, to a 14-point lead. Three and a half minutes remaining to go in the first half of action in that one. Ohio State blanking Maryland with 3.50 to go in the second quarter, 35 to nothing. Elsewhere, Florida is shutting out Vanderbilt, 14 to nothing. SMU over Eastern Carolina, 28 to 10. And Baylor and TCU at half. TCU is leading at 9 to nothing in that ballgame. Now, in 3.30 kickoffs this afternoon, Kansas State will be playing Texas. And Wake Forest will be taking on Virginia Tech. But the big game everybody wants to see, other than Cincinnati and Connecticut at 3.30, LSU, the number one team in the country, taking on Alabama. Now, that's according to the coaches' poll. According to the college football playoff poll, Ohio State is number one. Then comes LSU, Alabama number three. And Penn State is at number four. Clemson, the defending national champion and unbeaten Tigers, they are number five in the conference poll heading into this afternoon's action. Elsewhere in the Heartland Conference, other than the game that we told you about this afternoon between Hanover and Rosa 2, games that are going to kick off with this one, Manchester is at Defiance and Franklin will be at 
Bluffton. We're just a few minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's ball game from Mockhold Stadium in Anderson, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more right after this. At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. In nearly every country, pancreatic cancer is the only major cancer with a five-year survival rate in the single digits. I wish I had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain I experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer. Other common symptoms can include mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, new-onset diabetes, and the yellowing of the skin or eyes. Won't you join me in this fight together? We can get it done. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy. And now, I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside. Ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Welcome back to Anderson, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. Usually at this point in our pregame show, we talk with head coach Tyler Hopperton, but unfortunately today we're not going to be able to. So let's pause right now here at Mockholt Stadium in Anderson, Indiana for this afternoon's National Anthem. We're set to get this one underway from Anderson, Indiana, here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The final conference game of the season 
for the Mount St. Joseph Lions heading into next week's trip into New York City. They'll be leaving Thursday morning to head out to New York. They'll get there sometime Thursday evening, stay a couple nights in a hotel room. They're going to take a tour of New York City on Friday, and then Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock will be the game. And as we told you earlier, we will not be broadcasting that game from New York. We will be doing the Marietta Tournament in Marietta, Ohio, in college basketball action. And as a matter of fact, going on at the Harrington Center right now in college basketball action, 542 remaining to go in the first half of action. And Wilmington has fought back and taken a two-point lead over the Lions, 31-29 to in that contest. Lions are the visiting team on the scoreboard this afternoon, obviously. They're in their road white uniforms with dark blue numerals and yellow trim, gold trim with the white helmets. And this afternoon, for the first time this year, we understand, Anderson is in their orange pants with black jerseys and white numerals and lettering on the back of their uniform jerseys. They are out for the coin toss. Anderson, it appears, has won the toss, and they have declined. So the Lions will be going from right to left across your community. Check that. The Lions won the toss, and they declined, so they deferred to the second half. Anderson will be going from left to right across your computer screen. We have had a dichotomy of different weather patterns over the last three weeks. Three weeks ago, we were at Rose. I should say two weeks ago, we were at Rose, and it was rainy and windy on that afternoon and chilly. Last week, gorgeous day for football in Cincinnati at Schuler Field, and today, you could say this is a gorgeous day for football because the sun is out, but the wind is gusting from right to left, and it is cold. It's about 40 degrees here this afternoon, but that wind makes it feel, the wind chill as I was checking it coming down here, makes it feel like it's about 25 to 30 degrees. Lions will tee it up and kick it off. Ryan Murray, of course, he will be the man that kicks off for the Lions as he has all season long. Murray, the 175-pounder from Coleraine High School, junior. He will kick it off and set back to return the kickoff for Anderson. This is the second time we've watched these guys this year. First one was a 34-7 Lions win at Schuler Field. Back set to return is James Tucker and also Zach Check that. James Tucker and Charles Keith are back set to return this kickoff from my Ryan Murray. Last conference game of the 2019 season, and we are underway as Murray kicks it off. High kickoff that will be taken in by Tucker at the 6. Cuts it to the near side to the 10, out across the 15, and he will be dropped at about the 20-yard line, and that is where Anderson will start. First and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Lions, as we said, going with... Different DBs here this afternoon, and we're going to try to bring those to you. Arvante Neal is going to be one of the cornerbacks out to the right-hand side. Troy Speakman, it was doubtful that he was going to play, and he is not starting at corner this afternoon. And it will be Arvante Neal, and it looks like Colin Matt is going to be the other cornerback running right up the middle for 
Anderson on the first play of the ball game is Reggie Lipscomb. Lipscomb gains about five, and now the throw out to the flat to Talent, who's leading this team in receiving. And it was a low throw from Harley, incomplete, and it'll bring up third down five yards to go from the 25. And it appears we're having problems with the play clock or the game clock, as now the back judge is signaling for the play clock to be put up to 40, and he will. So that was the problem. The play clock went back to a wrong play number. Lipskin leads the backfield. The throw over the middle to Harley, and from Harley to Talon, and Talon is going to catch the football at about the 29-yard line. He's going to be shy of the first down by about a yard, but Anderson on fourth and a yard. They're going to hustle up to the line of scrimmage and look over to the sideline to their head coach and see what he wants them to do. Anderson, they're going to go for it. Harley's going to keep it himself. He's going to get the first down across the 30, and he's going to be dropped at the 34-yard line. Gain of five on the play for Tyson Harley. We didn't see him do that much in the first game. But in this one, on fourth and a yard, he kept it on the keeper and ran it right up the middle and got the first down out to the 34-yard line. Lions defense has been on the field a tremendous amount over the last couple of weeks. They need to get off the field here early on this blustery day. Harley moves Lipscomb over to the left-hand side. Fake handoff, and Harley throws it over the middle, and it is complete on the right-hand side. Near a first down is P.J. Williams. Williams, his first catch of the afternoon. And he came into the ballgame with 27 catches. That's a first down for Anderson out to the 44-yard line. Harley again throws it out to Williams, catches it around his shoe tops across the 45, and then stepped out of bounds at the 47 for a four-yard gain. So Harley taking the short stuff right away from the Lions as they're playing with those rookie DBs here this afternoon. Second down and about six yards to go. Williams out wide to the right. Talent on the right-hand side, and the throw over on the left-hand side is complete to James Tucker on the slant end across midfield into Mount St. Joseph territory to the 43-yard line of the mount for a 13-yard gain and a first down. So Anderson moving methodically down the field early in this contest. They drop back. Harley tried to throw it to Talon, and he threw it behind him incomplete, providing coverage Sean Sullivan for the Lions. Lions at the Harrington Center down by 6, 225 to go in the first half of action. 37 to 31. Three receivers out wide to the left hand side for Anderson. Single receiver PJ Williams. Now moving in motion is Talon. A lot of movement on the line. The Lions jumped first. Looked like it was Noah Hammond that jumped off from his left defensive end position, and that caused the right guard. And it will be a false start against Anderson. So that will knock them back five yards from the 43 back to the 48-yard line. We have just begun. This is the initial drive of the ball game. Harley, four of six passing so far, and he get, takes the snap. He's going to roll out to the right, throws it up the right-hand side, tried to go it to P.J. Williams, and it was incomplete. The official threw his his hat signaling that Williams had stepped out of bounds and so the pass even though it was thrown to him it would have been incomplete so that's just the third incompletion thrown in this drive by Harley early in the game he's got Lipscomb to his left 
And again, movement. The Lions jump offside. It's going to be a free play. Harley's going to throw it up the right side to Williams, and it's going to be knocked away and incomplete. But there was a lot of movement on the line, and the umpire came in. It's going to be offside against the Lions. That's what the side judge is signaling. But the umpire actually came in and looked like he was going to stop the play, but didn't. And it was a free play for Anderson, but it fell incomplete. So the flag thrown against the Lions, offside against Gavin Brennan. So Brennan called for the offside. That'll move Anderson closer. It'll be third down, 10 yards to go from the Lions 43. So right back where it was before they moved the football back on illegal procedures. So third and 10 from the Lions 43. Harley with Lipscomb to his left, and now the... Ravens jumped offside again when Harley slapped his hands together, so that will move them back to the 48 again. Boy, oh boy. Just a lot going on here in this initial drive. 12.29 to go in this first quarter of play. Third down, now 15 again. As we keep moving the chains back and forth. Ball at the 48-yard line. Harley with Lipscomb to his left. Trips out to the left. Hand off to Lipscomb. Right up the middle. He finds the seam. Gets across the 45 down to the 41-yard line. Lipscomb picks up about seven on the carry. And it brings up fourth down eight yards to go from the Lions 41. Looks like it's going to be punting time now for Anderson. And coming in to punt the football away. Is Chase Fisher. Fisher on the year averaging about 38 yards a kick. He's easily the best kicker in the Heartland Conference this season. Back set to return, Cornell Beecham. So it appears Troy Speakman is not going to play today, or he would be back there. Beecham back to about his own 10 yard line, and Fisher will be punting into the wind, and he. Gets a good snap. Gets a nice high spiral against the wind. Beecham takes it in at the 10. Cuts it to the right to the 15, 20. Right up the middle to the 25, 30. He's got a seam to the 50. He's going to go 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Cornell Beecham. No flags. Touchdown. 90 yards on the return for Cornell Beecham. Second time he's done that this year. Not the the punt kind, but he took a pass in and ran 90 yards. And this time he returns the punt 90 yards for the score. And with 11.26 to go in this first quarter, the Lions on the punt return have taken a 6 to nothing lead. Boy, once he got past that first wave, you could tell he was not going to be caught. Spencer Dufresne comes in to attempt the... Extra point here this afternoon. High snap, but they get it down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 11.26 to go in the first quarter. From Anderson, your score, Mount St. Joseph 7, and the Ravens nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin, 
and Tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, for Cornell Beecham, he has caught eight touchdown passes. He's rushed for five, and that's his first punt return for a TD. So he's got 14 total touchdowns on the year, and the Lions lead at 7 to nothing. And that is something that the Lions have not done in the last couple of games, and that is have an exciting offensive play. But it's got to be demoralizing somewhat to Anderson because they were effective moving the football down the field and then punt the football away after being stopped on fourth. And Beecham easily runs it back for the touchdown. Ryan Murray will kick it off, and the Lions are going to have to hold the ball because the wind is knocking it off the tee, and it'll be taken in by Tucker. Tucker's going to fair catch it at the two, and that'll knock it out to the 25-yard line. 11.25 to go. A couple of scores from Division I college football. Ohio State blanking Maryland 42-0 at the half. Minnesota up by 11 on Penn State, 24-13. That's the 17th-ranked Golden Gophers against the 4th-ranked Nittany Lions. SMU beating ECU 28-20, and Vandy losing to Florida 14-0. Ball spotted at the 25-yard line after the fair catch, first and 10. Anderson moving from left to right in their black and orange uniforms. Harley with Lipscomb off to his right this time. Ball in the near hash mark. Fake handoff. Harley throws it out to the left-hand side to Talent. Complete at the 30, and he'll run it forward and skip out of bounds across the 35 to the 36-yard line for 11 yards on the completion and a first down. Anderson has had no problems moving the football this afternoon. Harley, four of, make it five of eight passing so far in this contest. First and ten from the 36, throw over on the right-hand side, and it is complete on the play to James Tucker, and Tucker is going to struggle out to about the 45-yard line where he'll be shy of the first down by about a yard and bring up second and a yard. Lions this afternoon going with different DBs here today. Colin Matt is at one corner in the pass is complete over the, or excuse me, the run right up the middle by Lipscomb. And Lipscomb is going to take it across the 45, out to the 49 for a gain of four and a first down. Anderson's done a nice job of moving the chains here this afternoon. As far as what they've done on the first downs, they've been effective. They've got four of them, make a five so far in the ballgame. Throw out the talent, complete across midfield into Mount St. Joseph territory for a gain of about four on the completion to the 47-yard line. Make it about the 48 is where they'll spot it in Mount Territory. So a three-yard completion brings up second down seven for the Ravens. Harley, hand off to Lipscomb, right up the middle. He's got another first down to the 40, to the 35 of the Mount, inside the 35, and he'll be dropped at the 32-yard line. 16 yards on the run by Reggie Lipscomb, and it's a first down for Anderson. 
Lipscomb had a successful day. The sophomore running back out of Pike High School in Indianapolis. Brings up first and ten from the 33-yard line. Make it the 32 of them out. Harley with the out of the shotgun with Lipscomb to his left. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Takes the snap. Hand off to Lipscomb again right up the middle. And he's going to bowl over one tackler and take it down inside the 30 to the 26-yard line. Another gain of seven on the play, and it brings up second down and a long three yards to go. Anderson going with the hurry up. They send Elijah Crow out wide to the right-hand side. Hand off to Lipscomb again off the right tackle, and he's going to be struck, brought down at the 26-yard line. Maybe about a yard gain for Lipscomb. Brings up third down and a short three this time. And again, Anderson with the hurry up. You've got Tucker out to the right-hand side. Lipscomb fake handoff. Harley's going to roll out to his right. He's going to flip a pass, and it'll go out of bounds. And again, the back judge throws his hat. Anderson's receivers a couple of times so far early in this ballgame have run out of bounds in their patterns. So it brings up fourth down and three, and now it's decision time. If you go for the field goal, it would be about a 43-yarder against the wind, so they won't. They'll send trips out to the left side, fourth and three for the Ravens. Early in the ball game, big play, 8.48 left to go in the first quarter. Ravens down 7 to nothing. Coming out wide to the right is Tucker. You always have to look for Zach Talon, their leading receiver, and he's slot left. Lipscomb off to the right on fourth down and three. Harley with seven on the play clock. He's going to fake hand handoff, throw it over the middle, complete, and then incomplete. Tucker had it in his hands and dropped it at about the 15-yard line, and Anderson will turn it over on downs. So the Lions will get the football back after denying Anderson on fourth down, and they get it back at their own 26-yard line with 8.43 remaining, and this will be the first time that the offense will be on the field after that electrifying 90-yard touchdown run by Cornell Beecham. Jayton Tomlin in the ball game to start. He's going to flip it out into the right side to Cornell Beecham again. He's going to take it at the 25 to the 30. Breaks into the clear to the 35-40, and he'll finally be brought down at about the 42-yard line after a 16-yard reception. Boy, Beecham. I'm not quite sure there's anybody on the Ravens squad that's going to be able to catch up with him today. 42-yard line is where the Lions set up shop, first and ten. Beecham to the right of Chayton Tomlin, who's wearing the hand muffs around his waist this afternoon on this cold, blustery day. Drops back. He's going to throw it up the right-hand side. He's got a receiver, and it's incomplete over the head of Chase Pankey. Boy, I'll tell you what. Chayton could have taken just a little bit off of that pass because he's got the wind to his back, and that ball carried and went right over the head of Chase Pankey, who had a couple of steps on the DB. So it'll bring up second down 10 yards to go for the Lions at their own 42-yard line. Beecham with receivers out wide on both sides to the right of Tomlin. Hand off to Beecham. He'll take it off the left-hand side. He's got breaks into the clear to the 45, and he'll be upended at the 48-yard line. That'll be a gain of six on the play for CB. Boy, Coach Mason on the wrestling squad. And we'll talk more with Blake Watson. We're going to play the interview that we should have played last week. We apologize for the technical difficulties, but we're going to have Blake Watson's interview at halftime today. Going out wide to the right-hand side for the Lions is Chase Samples. 
and Brock comes out to the left-hand side. Now moving in motion to the near side is Samples. Tomlin's going to throw it out to the left side, complete to Paul Miner, and he's got it in Anderson territory inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. That's an 8-yard, maybe 9-yard reception on the play and a first down. Miner's been pretty much non-existent in the offense the last couple of weeks. And that's his first catch of the afternoon. Brock and Chase Pankey go out to the right-hand side. Kinhalt to the left-hand side. Miner lines up at tight end left. Beecham, handoff from Tomlin, cuts it off right tackle inside the 40 and takes it down to the 37-yard line. That'll be a gain of six again on the play. and It brings up second down and a long four yards to go. Make it five. They're just going to give him five. They'll say he was spotted at the 38. So it brings up second down five with 6.48 remaining in this first quarter of play. Beecham on the right-hand side of Tomlin. And trips out to the near side here for the Lions. Moving in motion to the far side for the Lions is Nick Murphy. Dropping back, Tomlin. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Ken Hald, and he couldn't handle it inside the 10 as it was knocked away on the play by Montrevian Staley. Boy, a nice play by him back there in the backfield. Staley with the breakup on the play, and it brings up third down five. Lions have gone for it twice. Tomlin a little bit more confident in the pocket. You could tell right away here this afternoon than he has been the last couple of weeks. Even though the Lions are going with a makeshift offensive line. Beecham's going to move over to the left-hand side on third down five as the Ravens fans start cheering for their defense. They're showing a blitz. Dropping back Tomlin. He's going to throw it out to the right. It is complete on the plate. It's Panky inside the 30. He's got the first down at the 26-yard line of Anderson. That'll be a 11-yard completion on the play for Chase Tomlin, Chayton Tomlin to Chase Panky, and it's a first down for the Lions at the 26 of Anderson, 6-11 and moving. Left to go in this first quarter of play. Lions send trips out to the near side. On the left-hand side is Cooper Earls. Earls with Murphy in the slot. Beecham to the left, fake handoff. Tomlin throws it out into the flat, complete to Brock on the bubble screen. He gets a block and takes it inside the Tomlin's 25, down to the 21. By number two, Charles Keith. That'll be a gain Game of five on that reception. He'll make it four. Didn't get the kind spot that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. And it brings up second down, six yards to go for the Lions at the 22 of Anderson. Now the Lions will line up in the pistol with Beecham right behind Chayton Tomlin. Earls comes out to the left-hand side. Brock slot right. Paul Miner tight end right. And Miner just sort of, as I looked at him to see where he was at at the tight end position, he started rocking back, and the official, the side judge, threw the flag. So illegal procedure called against Miner. That will knock the Lions back on second down and break up second and 11 on the play. Tomlin, at that point in time, was looking over the defense, and Miner, he'll go back and line up tight end right. Earls is out wide to the right, blocks, or wide to the left, excuse me. Brock, slot right, Panky out wide right with Beecham to the left of Tomlin. 
Ball in the near hash mark. Five minutes to go in this first quarter. Dropping back, Tomlin takes the snap. He's going to throw it out to the right side, and it is complete to Cooper Cooper Earls inside the 20 at the 17-yard line. He's close to a first down, nine yards on the completion, and he's going to be shy of the first down by about a yard. And now the side judge blows the his whistle, and he's going to come in and talk to the referee about something. Ball right at the 17-yard line. Lions had to get to the 16. I think he was wondering if they needed to measure, and they're not going to. I don't think they need to measure. Need to get inside the 16-yard line to get the first down, and they're right now at the 17. So the Lions on third in the yard. Send Earls out to the left. Brock and Panky out wide right. Paul Miner lines up at a wing now on the right-hand side with Beecham to the left of Tomlin. Lions with Anderson showing some blitz from the linebackers. Hand off to Beecham right up the middle. He's going to be hit, struggles forward, gets inside the 15 to the 14. He's got the first down after a three-yard gain. He picked up three yards on that play after the initial hit behind the line of scrimmage. Good run by Beecham. Lions this afternoon on that offensive line. They're going with Ryan Galloway at the left tackle and Jarvis Langham at the left guard. We knew Trimble might try to play. Kaiser's probably done for the year with that shoulder AC joint. Dropping back on first and ten from the 14. Tomlin's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a man. It's complete to Brock. Touchdown. 14 yards on the touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin. is 21st against Anderson in his career. And the Lions now have jumped out on top of it. 13 nothing with 3.49 left to go in the first quarter of play. Brock with a pretty pattern just went down and out. And Tomlin hit him threw the ball as he broke his stride. 13 nothing Lions on top of it. Spencer Dufresne in to attempt the extra point. Again, a high snap, but he got it down. Kick is up, and he drills the uprights. 349 remaining in this first quarter. Your score It's now Mount. 14, the Ravens nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Chayton Tomlin now has 26 touchdown passes on the year and an efficiency rating of 161 heading into this afternoon's game. He came in after a couple of off weeks, but it was mainly because the offensive line has been trying to get itself back together after all the injuries that they have sustained. But he's completing 64% of his passes, as we said. 26 touchdown passes on the year, five interceptions. Ryan Murray will kick it off. Charles Keith and James Tucker back set to return. It's a sidewind kick that Murray will get it to Tucker at the four. He's going to take it across the 10 to the 15 to the 20. Puts his head down, hits a wall, and is dropped. Ball may have been loose, but it looked like maybe the ball came loose. There was a scrum for it. The officials are going to try to empty the pile and see who's got the football, and Anderson did recover it. So Tucker coughed it up, but somebody in that pile came up with a football for the Ravens, and they will have it first and ten at their own 19-yard line. 
Back at the Harrington Center, if you're listening to the ball game, hello. The Lions at halftime are down 41-33 to Wilmington. Wilmington fell last night to Transylvania. The Lions did the same thing, fell to Ohio Northern. So you've got two 0-1 teams going at each other this afternoon at the Harrington Center in the first game of the tip-off classic. Fake handoff, Harley throws it out into the right side, and it is complete up the right-hand side to Alex Barnett from McCordsville, Indiana. 5'11", junior, and it's a first down after a 14-yard completion out to the 34-yard line. First down for the Ravens. They've had no problems moving the sticks. Fake handoff to Lipscomb. Haley throws it over the middle, and it is Harley, excuse me, throws it over the middle, and it's incomplete to Zach Talent. Talent was crossing over the middle, and Sean Sullivan was sizing him up for a pancake, and Talent couldn't corral, corral the football in. So it's second down, 10 yards to go from the 34-yard line. Cold day, wind blowing right into the faces of the Ravens here in this first quarter with 3.22 remaining in it. Moving in motion is Tucker to the line of scrimmage, and Harley is going to throw it out to Tucker, and it's going to be complete at the 39, and immediately he is dropped on the play by Braden Green. Brandon Green with the tackle. The free safety, the freshman from Louisville, Kentucky. Made a nice form tackle. Six yards of completion, third down four. Lipscomb will empty the backfield, moves in motion out to the far side. Dropping back, Harley throws it over the middle. Complete the talent at the 49-yard line of the mount. Bringing him down is Julius Fisher, but he's got a nine-yard gain and a first down for Anderson. And they're going to give him another kind spot out to the 50-yard line. So make it a 16-yard reception. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hurry up by Anderson. Hand off to Lipscomb around the right-hand side. Takes it inside the 50. And he'll down to the 48-yard line for a gain of a couple. Sean Sullivan and Julius Fisher with the tackles. 225 and running. Our next broadcast game next Friday. And that will be at the Marietta Invitational Tournament, college basketball. Game time, 6 o'clock. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 5.30. Join us then. Second down, eight yards to go. Lipscomb moves in motion to the far side again, and Harley's going to throw it out to him on the left side. Complete at midfield. Makes a judder, judder step and then takes it down to the 47. Just got a gain of about a yard on the play, and it brings up third down, seven yards to go. Slusser made the tackle. Coming out to the left-hand side. Check that to the right-hand side is Tucker and Talent goes slot right. Receivers out wide on the left-hand side. Keith is out to the right. Harley, Pirouettes, throws it over the middle, and the bubble screen complete to Talent, but the Lions smelled it immediately, and he's dropped at the 46-yard line, just a gain of a yard, and it's fourth down for the Ravens, and they're going to get right up on the football on fourth down and six at the 46. Boy, I'm not sure if they can go for it here, but... They're getting up to the line of scrimmage, looking like they may. And they're going to go for it on fourth down. Dropping back, Harley throws it over the middle. It's going to be incomplete and intercepted by Peyton Lugers at the 40 to the 45-50. He's got a caravan to the 30 to the 25. Cuts back. A flag is thrown, and Lugers is going to take it all the way in for a 60-yard interception return. But there is a flag thrown on one of the blocks, I believe, by the Lions at about the 15-yard line. Came in from the side, Judge Lugers. The ball was tipped in the air, and he came in underneath it. 
caught it in at about the 40 and ran it back 60 yards for the touchdown. And now the officials are going to confer. They threw the flag at about the 20-yard line. It's going to be a block in the back against the Lions. So it'll be a block in the back from the spot of the foul, which is about the 21-yard line. So that'll knock it back outside the 30. But nonetheless, the Lions will have the football. First and 10, and they're going to take it in at the Anderson 31-yard line with under a minute to go in this first quarter. 58.4 seconds left to go in it. So, first and 10 for the Lions. Jayton Tomlin with another touchdown pass in the ball game against Anderson. Just old time for him. <laughs> Sends Ken Hall out wide to the left. Nick Murphy, slot left. Panky out wide to the right, dropping back Tomlin. He's going to look up the left-hand side. He's got Murphy completed. The five struggles into the end zone. Will they say he's in? Yes, touchdown. The ball held up just a little bit. It could have been thrown out a little bit more by Tomlin, but Murphy adjusted his route, got underneath it, brought it in, got hit at the five, but managed to get it into the end zone for the score. And the 31-yard touchdown pass, second one of the afternoon by Chayton Tomlin, is... 27th of the year, and it's now a 20 to nothing Lions lead with 49.8 seconds left to go in this first quarter. Spencer Dufresne will come in to attempt the extra point. Good snap this time. Kick is up by Dufresne, and he's 3 for 3. 49.2 left to go in the quarter. Your score. Mount St. Joseph 20, the Ravens nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Miniman Staffing wants you. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Miniman a call at 579-0010. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go that extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. Located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway, Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Well, one of these two teams is going to break a losing streak today. Anderson, four in a row. The Lions have lost their last two straight, but the Lions right now in the first quarter lead at 21 to nothing. Based upon a 90-yard touchdown run for a punt return by Cornell Beecham and two TD passes by Jaden Tomlin, who's 7 of 9 passing today for 95 yards and those two TDs. Dropping back, set to return Keith and Tucker for Anderson. And it will be Murray kicking it off, and Tucker will take it in at about his 7, bobbled it, picked it back up. He'll take it across the 10. He's going to be spun and brought down at the 14-yard line. Brought down on a nice play running up the field by Mariano McKenzie. Haven't called his name a lot this year, practically not at all, but he's a freshman out of Apollo High School in Owensboro, Kentucky. 5'10", 180-pounder. Gets a tackle this afternoon on a cold Saturday afternoon. So Anderson will have it first and 10 at their own 14. They have had no problems moving the football until it comes to fourth down. Their fourth down efficiency, one of three. And they've got eight first downs so far in the ballgame. Harley, handoff goes to Lipscomb, right up the middle, breaks into the clear at the 25-30, and he's going to be tripped up and brought down on the play by Oliver Wassum. At the 35-yard line. They'll check that at the 32-yard line. 11 yards on the carry and a first down. 
I'll check at 18 yards on the carry by Lipscomb. Throw out into the flat. Harley complete the talent. Talent at the 32 to the 35. Puts his shoulder down. Runs over Peyton Lugers and gets out of bounds at about the 40-yard line. And Talon and Lugers exchange pleasantries as they walk away from each other. That's going to be a seven-yard completion to Talon with 11 seconds to go in the first quarter. Anderson's run a lot more hurry up this afternoon. Clock gets down to six, and I think Harley's just going to let it run down, and they'll take the wind going into the second quarter of play, and that will be the case. That's the end of the first quarter of play here from Anderson, Indiana. The Lions, two touchdown passes from Chayton Tomlin and a 90-yard touchdown return on a punt by Cornell Beecham, and they lead it 21 to nothing over the Anderson Ravens here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, as we open up the second quarter of play, Reggie Lipscomb going from right to left across your screen. Takes it up the middle and picks up a couple of yards. Brings up third down two. Harley's going to keep it himself on third and two. Takes it behind the right guard, and he's going to be stopped after about a yard gain. The Lions left side of that defensive line, led by Gavin Brennan, stopped him at the 42-yard line. So it'll bring up fourth down and a yard. And as we told you, Anderson, now they're going to bring in a different quarterback. They're bringing in Griffin Belt out of Wheeler, Indiana. Belt is lining up the freshman at quarterback. And he's going to take it. He's going to run it right up the middle. The Lions expected it, but boy, is he big. And he took it out to the 45, making the 46-yard line gain of three and a first down. Yet Griffin Belt is 6'6", 236 pounds. He's a freshman. And he came in just with that idea in mind to run it up the middle, and he got the first down. So it's first and ten, and back into the ball game is Tyson Harley at quarterback. He's going to roll out to the left on first and ten, flips it out to the right-hand side, and it is complete out on the right side to Alex Barnett at the 49-yard line in the Mount Territory. That's a gain of five on the play. Make it six. It'll bring up second and four. And again, Anderson back to the hurry-up. Lipscomb to the left of Harley. Receivers out wide on both sides. Talent slot right. You've always got to watch for him. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Elijah Crow. And the handoff goes to Lipscomb off the right side, and he gets it inside the 45, dives forward to the 42-yard line for a gain of seven and another first down. Wilmington has opened up a 14-point lead, 15-and-a-half to go at the Harrington Center. In college basketball, Harley on first and ten, hand off to Lipscomb right up the middle, inside the 40 to the 38-yard line, gain of four on the play. 
Lipscomb has done a nice job today of running the football between the tackles. He's got 10 carries for 65 yards so far in the ballgame. Again, hurry up. Hand off to Lipscomb right up the middle. He's going to struggle and get down to the 35-yard line. That's a gain of about three and a half. And it will bring up third down again for Anderson. Third down and about three yards to go. They go with the hurry up again. And on third down, they're one of seven today for 14% on third down efficiency. Harley's going to keep it himself. He's going to... Be close to the first down. He took it off the left tackle. They've got him at the 32-yard line, which is where he's got to be, and the officials are going to go ahead and give him the first down. Boy, that's a case where you got to wonder why they don't measure. Seriously, that's the one thing about this no-measuring clause that they've got in the officiating contract that I don't agree with. Hand off to Lipscomb on first and 10. He's going to take it off the right guard and can't get anywhere. Play is stopped up and brought down immediately by Jonathan Finn of the Lions coming in from his linebacker position. No gain on the play, second and ten from the Lions, 32. Again, Harley moves Lipscomb off to the left-hand side. Ball in the center of the field. Receivers out wide on both sides. Harley, fake handoff. Looks to his left. Now he's going to roll out to the right. He's going to be hit at the 40 and brought down. Again, Spencer Kandra in for his ninth sack of the season and they're going to spot him at the 39 yard line a loss of about eight brings up third down 18 yards to go for anderson kandra coming in with his ninth sack of the year third down 18 yards to go anderson backing up boy movement on the line but the lions didn't jump off sides harley trying to draw the lions off 14 on the play clock lipscomb Moves over to the left-hand side of Harley now on third and 18. They're going to run the option. Pitches it out around the left-hand side to Lipscomb. Inside the 30 to the 25-20. He's going to be close to the first down as he's run out of bounds. At the 21-yard line, that's going to be a 19-yard gain by Lipscomb on the option. You don't see that very often. Peyton Lugers came up and knocked him out. But it'll be a first down for Anderson. Boy, nice play. That was a nice design and good blocking up front by the Ravens. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Elijah Crow. In the slot to the left-hand side is Barnett. And now the handoff goes up the middle to Nicholas Rawls, who's into the ball game. Rawls getting the ball from his running back position. He's a freshman, 185-pounder, 5'9", bowling ball. Rawls takes it up for five yards to the 16-yard line of the mount. Second down for Harley. Throws it out into the left-hand side, and it is incomplete to Alex Barnett. Trace Speakman's into the ballgame now. Speakman is into the contest. He's playing that cornerback position. And he looked like he was moving around pretty good there. He's been suffering from hamstring problems, which has led to cramps over the last couple of weeks. Third down, five yards to go from the 16-yard line. Lipscomb is back into the ballgame now at the running back position, and Rawls will leave. Ten minutes, 20 seconds left to go in the half. Blake Watson, our guest at halftime here from Anderson. Handoff goes right up the middle to Lipscomb. But before the play began, a flag was thrown by the side judge, and it will be a legal procedure called against Anderson. Now the Lions will go to their nickel defense. All start. 75, offense. Five-yard penalty, third down. So it'll bring up third down and 10 yards to go as it takes it back to the 22-yard line, the original line of scrimmage. Make it the 21-yard line. Lipscomb moves off to the left of Harley. 
Moving off to the left is Elijah Crow. He's been coming out wide left all the time, but they haven't targeted him yet. Harley, fake hand off to Lipscomb. Rolls out to the right. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. And falling down in the end zone was the intended receiver. Looked like might have been Lipscomb out there running the wheel route. Can't tell what the number is, but the receiver fell down in the end zone right in front of Arvante Bryan. So it'll bring up fourth down. Ten yards to go. Winded his back, but they're going to disdain the field goal situation here. Jason Marsh is the field goal kicker. He's two for two with a long of 26. This one would be about 38 yards, but they're not going to go for it. Down 21 to nothing. Anderson will go for it on fourth down. Harley, fake handoff. Looks up the middle. He steps in, into the pocket. He's got the pass complete, and it is complete to Talon. Inside the 10 at the 9, 14 yards for the completion, and a first down for Anderson. Boy, defensively, you think you've got to look for Talon. He is their leading receiver, and he just came and sat down in the zone. And the Lions, after that completion, Anderson tried to go hurry up, and the Lions were trying to change their defensive personnel while Anderson was trying to keep the defense on the field for the Lions. And Mount St. Joseph is forced to use a timeout. 9.59 left to go in this first half. Your score from Anderson. It is the Lions 21 and the Ravens nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, during that timeout. That the Lions took. They'll have two remaining. Lipscomb, after the T.O., took it right up the middle. Gained about a yard on the play. It'll be second down and goal for Anderson at the Lions' eight-yard line. And they're taking plenty of time on the play clock. Down to 15 now. As Harley looking over to the sideline for the play. They're going to run a stack formation off to the left-hand side and the right-hand side. Tight formation. Dropping back Harley. Flips it out onto the right-hand side. Complete to Lipscomb at the five. Hurdles a tackler and gets knocked out of bounds at about the two-yard line. Make it the one-yard line. Lipscomb hurdled Troy Speakman, who was going for his legs. And he jumped right over the top of him. Then got knocked out of bounds by Peyton Lugers at the one. So it'll be third and goal for Anderson at the one-yard line. And they bring in one of their defensive linemen, Tristan Chambers, and he's going to line up at the tight end position, basically off to the wing. Lipscomb on third and goal. He's going to move in motion, and now a flag is thrown by the side judge, and Anderson may have jumped off sides. Looked like there was some movement, and it will be illegal procedure called against the Ravens. 
Check that. That's James Bufkin who's into the ball game. Not the 95 that it looked like, but it's an 85 out there. So Bufkin at a tight end position came in. And it looked like he's the man that jumped. Now Bufkin will line up at the wing position on third and goal. Now from the six. Dropping back is Harley. Harley's going to roll out to the left. Throws to Talent. Complete into the corner of the end zone. And he skips just inside the pylon for the score. Boy, when they're in trouble, you know exactly where they're going to go. And that's Zach Talent. Talent came into the ball game. Boy, he has really been the man for them this year. Came into the ball game with 70 receptions. Getting about nine catches a game. He is the man they go to when they're in trouble. In to attempt the extra point is Jameson Marsh. High snap, but they get it down, and the punt kick is blocked. It's picked up by Cornell Beecham. Beecham's got her on the punt. He's got it at the 30 to the 40. He gets a block from Speakman, and then he's going to cut it back inside and be brought down at the 32-yard line. That would have been a two-yard play, and now there's a scuffle going on between Arvante Bryan after the tackle was made and Christian Myers, and it looked like Bryan for the Lions, check that Brandon Green, excuse me, look like Green may have thrown a punch. That may have been Oliver Wassup too, running that punt, running that block kickback. They've got two number fours here for the mount. That may have been Oliver Wassum, although Wassum and Beecham look almost identical. You almost have to look at the thighs, but when he's running, you can't tell because Beecham's thighs are so huge. He's going to be the only way you could tell him apart. So the point is no good. And then... Unsportsmanlike conduct, number 11, Mount St. Joe. Unsportsmanlike conduct, number 47, Anderson. These penalties offset. So they'll just offset. Unsportsmanlike of the half. That'll be their first unsportsmanlike against each player, Green. And also Christian Myers, but it looked like Green might have got away with a punch, to be honest with you folks. I mean, he he was not happy. There was some scuffling going on. They had just grabbed each other's shoulder pads and kind of did the usual dance, but then looked like a forearm was thrown, but they did not call that. So Green is still in the ball game. He's just got an unsportsmanlike against him. The next one then He'll be ejected. So Beecham is back to return this kickoff with Chase Pankey also back to return. Troy Speakman obviously is not going to return kickoffs or punts today. 8.36 to go in this first quarter, first half, excuse me, of action, and it's 21-6. Anderson with their first score of the day. And teeing it up and getting set to kick it off will be Bryce Williams from Fort Branch, Indiana. And he will approach the football, kick it off, and it is going to be sent into the direction of Chase Pankey. He'll take it in at his 7 to the 10, cuts to the center of the field, to the 20, 25, 30, gets a seam to the 40, to the 45, 50. He's taking it up the left side to the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. 93 yards on the return by Chase Pankey. His first touchdown return. Who needs Troy Speakman? <laughs> the Lions have returned a punt for a touchdown. And a kickoff for a touchdown this afternoon. Both of 90-plus yards, and Troy Speakman is the man on the sideline that is the most exuberant by the Lions here on those two returns. And the Lions have jumped out in front now 27-6. to 
Two touchdown passes by Tomlin, a punt return, and a kickoff return, and the Lions lead it 27-6. to And Dufresne will attempt the extra point. It is up, and it is good. It's 4 for 4. 8.22 to go in the half. Your score. It's Mount St. Joseph 28, the Anderson Ravens 6, on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, back at the Harrington Center, the Lions are down on the scoreboard 51-37. to Now make it 63-47. to Boy, that thing jumped very quickly. 10.53 to go in the half. Wilmington leading it by 16 points. In Division I college football today, Minnesota, now their lead has dwindled to five over Penn State, 24-19. Ohio State up 52-0 over Maryland this afternoon. Charles Keith and Tucker back set to return this kickoff from Ryan Murray. Lions going from left to right, leading at 28-6. And it's a high end over end kick that will be taken in by Lipscomb at the 20 to the 25. Cuts to the near side to the 30, and he'll be bounced out of bounds at the 36-yard line. Return of 16 for Lipscomb. And it will be first and 10 for Anderson. This will be their best starting field position of the afternoon. Ball resting at the 36-yard line in their own territory. 8:15. Blake Watson, the sports information director of Mount St. Joseph University. An interview that we meant to play last week will be played this week as he'll talk about wrestling and the basketball season coming up here in about 8 minutes and 15 seconds. Harley with Lipscomb off to his left. Lipscomb will take the ball on the handoff across the 36 out to the 39-yard line for a gain of three. Brings up second down, seven yards to go. Check some scores around the Heartland Conference here. Our next opportunity for this afternoon. Of course, the game everybody wants to see is that Rose Holman Hanover game. Throw over the middle. Talon catches the pass at the 40-yard line, and then he's going to be thrown backwards. But that's just a gain of a couple on the play. And right now we've got no scores to be updated here on the Heartland Conference website, including this one. 7.32 remaining to go in the first half. Harley with it, has Lipscomb off to his left, sends receivers out wide on both sides. Talent slot on the right-hand side. Fake handoff, Harley off play action. Now he's going to cut it up the middle as the pocket deteriorates. Takes it across the 45, out to the 49-yard line. Gain of 10 on the play by Harley and the quarterback keeper. And it's a first down for Anderson at their own 49-yard line. No scores being reported out of the Heartland Conference here early in the afternoon. Lipscomb takes the handoff off right tackle. And he's going to pick up a yard on the run out to the midfield stripe. Second down, nine yards to go for the Ravens. They depend a lot on Lipscomb to carry the load. He came in with 142 carries, 634 yards heading into the ballgame. 
and he's done a nice job of running between the tackles. 13 carries, 71 yards. Now he leaves the backfield, leaves it empty, and the throw out in the right flat complete to Talent. Talent catches at the 45 and then gets out of bounds at the 41-yard line. That's a 10-yard reception. Julius Fisher with the tackle. And 10 yards on the reception. Are they going to say that's not a first down? Now I think they're going to go ahead and give him the first down. Again, we go back to that. We don't measure anymore. We just give you the first down. So it'll bring up first and 10 at the 41-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory. So the ball sitting at the 41, dropping back is Harley. Harley pump fakes, now throws out to the right side, complete to Talon at the 33-yard line, and he's thrown out of bounds there by Troy Speakman after a gain of eight yards on the carry. Another reception by Harley, 20 for 29 in the ball game for 141 yards. Second down, call it eight yard, two yards to go, excuse me. Now Rawls is into the ball game carrying the lumber, and he's going to take Rawls it to the 30-yard line. He's got a gain of three and a first down for the Anderson Ravens. They have done an excellent job of moving the sticks here this afternoon. But they have only been able to put it into the end zone once. First and ten for Anderson at the 30-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. Lipscomb to the right. Fake handoff. Harley's going to throw it out to the right. He's got a receiver, and it is complete to Tucker at the 11. Make it the 12-yard line. Boy, a nice diving catch by Tucker. Great catch by him, and it's a first down on a 13-yard reception. First and 10 for Anderson. Hurry up offense. Hand off to Lipscomb right up the middle inside the 10 to the 8. Picking up the tackle, Noel Hammond. From his tackle position, five yards on the carry, and it brings up second and five at Anderson. When they get a defense that the Lions are in that they like on the field, they go hurry up and want to keep that defense on the field. Second down five from the seven. Harley now looking over to the sideline to pick up the play. Clock down to 15 on the play clock. Harley with Lipscomb off to the right. He's going to run the option, flip it out to Lipscomb at the five, and he's going to take it into the end zone for the score. Seven-yard run on the option by Lipscomb. And that makes a 28-12 Anderson. Two consecutive possessions to go for scores. And with 4.56 remaining before the half, it's 28-12. Lions still lead it by 16. So, coming in, looks like Anderson's going to go for two, and they're going to bring in Griffin Belt at quarterback again. Last time he had it, he ran it up the middle for three yards and a first down. So, Belt, the freshman, 6'6", 235, in at quarterback. He's going to fake handoff. He's going to run it right up the middle himself, and he takes it in for the two. Boy, that thing opened up like the Sea of Gibraltar. And Belt... Didn't even need to use his physicality on that one. He just took it right up the middle, saw the hole, and skipped into the end zone for the two-point conversion. 4.56 to go in this first half. It's now 28-14 Lions on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative Pico Way laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. 
located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, as you would expect, playing a team for the second time in a season, which doesn't happen hardly ever, very rarely in college football do you play the same team twice, especially in college football, you would think the coaches would put in some wrinkles, and that's exactly what Anderson has done here this afternoon. They've run the quarterback keeper. They've brought in Belt to run the quarterback keeper. They've run the option out to each side. So different things that Anderson has run here today that they did not do in the first game of the season, between the first meeting of the season between these two. 4.56 to go in the first half. 28-14, Lions lead it. Back set to return, Panky and Beecham. The touchdown pair, onside kick, and it's going to be taken in by Tucker, but then he lost it, and then dropping on top of it is Mount St. Joseph, and that's Troy Speakman, who's one of the upbacks now, and he gathered it in at the 39-yard line. Boy, Lipscomb had it right in his hands, and he could not corral it in, and it went off his chest, bounced to the 39, and that's where Troy Speakman fell on top of it. So the Lions avert disaster, and they set up shop at the 39-yard line in their own territory. Tomlin going from left to right on your computer screen, has Beecham right behind him out of the pistol formation. Receivers out wide on both sides. Anderson showing blitz. Now they back out of it. Hand off to Beecham around the left-hand side. Cuts it to the 45. Jenner steps inside the 45. Goes out at midfield to the 50-yard line. 11-yard gain for Beecham on the play, and it's a first down for the Lions. Boy, Chayton Tomlin saw that that left corner might be coming in on the blitz, and he managed to audibleize the play and let Beecham run right outside of it. Michael Williamson into the ballgame for the first time today at the running back position as Beecham goes out to the slot on the right-hand side, dropping back is Tomlin. He's going to throw the ball up the right side. He's got a receiver complete at the 25 and brought down at the 20-yard line. That's Jake Ayler. Ayler from Milford, the freshman, corralled that catch and took it down to the 21-yard line of Anderson. And the Lions are on the roll with 4.15 and running left to go. Williamson stays into the ball game. Ayler is slot right now. Panky out wide right. Murphy out to the right-hand side also. Tomlin looking out to the right-hand side. He's going to throw it out. Complete to Brock. Picks up a block by Ayler. Cuts inside a block by Panky to the 10. And he's going to be spun out of bounds at the 5-yard line. Boy, nice play design. And immediately Brock goes over and congratulates both Ayler and Panky as they put some good blocks out front for Brock to get it down to the five. It's going to be first and goal for the Lions at the Anderson five-yard line. First and goal. 340 and counting. Left to go in this first half. Beecham is back into the ball game. Ayler is out wide to the right-hand side. Panky out with him. Cooper Earls and Brock out to the left-hand side. Now Beecham moves over to the left-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin says something to him. Now Ayler moves in motion to the far side. Going out to the left is Tomlin. He's going to throw it out to the left-hand side to Ayler. Ayler completes it at the one and then struggles into the end zone for the score. And a flag is thrown on the right side. Let's see. That flag came in late and might have been an illegal shift by the Lions. I'm not sure. I didn't see anybody 
Ayler moved in motion to the far side, but that might have left somebody not covering the tackle on the right side. Let's see what the call is. That's what it is, an illegal shift. I think they called it against Ayler, the man who was moving in motion. Now Brock's going to check out. Paul Miner will come in, so negate the touchdown. That will knock the Lions back five yards. And it'll go back to about the nine-yard line. To the eight-yard line. Make it back to the eight-yard line is where they officially spot it. First and goal. With 3-12, and now the referee blows the play dead. Before the play even got underway, and I think they're going to check the spot on this. It was a five-yard penalty, and I thought the ball was at the five-yard line, which would put it back, should be at the ten, and that's where they are going to put it. Well, I know there's new math, but it doesn't count here in football when you've got a five-yard penalty. You just count off five yards. So it'll be first and goal for the Lions from the 10. Hand off to Beecham. Beecham cuts it right up the middle to the 5, and he's going to scoot into the end zone for the score. Nice blocking up front by the offensive line, and Beecham takes it in for his second touchdown of the afternoon, a 10-yard run. That's his 15th touchdown of the season, his sixth rushing this year. And it makes it 34-14 Lions with 3.08 left to go in the first half. Spencer Dufresne, hope I don't jinx him, but he's four for four in the extra point duties today. He will kick this one into the wind on the extra point attempt. Good snap, kick is up, and the kick is good. 3.08 to go in the first half. Your score now, Mount St. Joseph 34, the Anderson Ravens 14, make it 35-14. The Lions lead it by 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In nearly every country, pancreatic cancer is the only major cancer with a five-year survival rate in the single digits. I wish I had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain I experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer. Other common symptoms can include mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, new-onset diabetes, and the yellowing of the skin or eyes. Won't you join me in this fight together? We can get it done. 3.08 left to go in the first half of action. Lions leading it 35-14. to Chayton Tomlin having an excellent afternoon here today. And we don't have the updated stats here this afternoon. But we will try to keep you informed of what's happening there. So dropping back set to return is Alex Barnett and Tucker. And a, Murray is going to get a short kickoff that Barnett is going to let it go by him at the five-yard line. Bobbled it and then just has to fall on it at the five. That's back on the Boy, the Lions caught a break there as Barnett picked it up right at the five-yard line and had to fall on it before the Lions could get down there and collect it in. So Anderson, their worst field position of the afternoon. They'll take it in at their own five-yard line. There's still 3.05 left to go in this first half, and the Lions have two timeouts remaining. So let's see what Rich Thompson and Coach Hopperton decide to do here with three minutes left to go in the half. Harley 
Drops back. He's going to throw it up the left side. He's got a man out front, and it is incomplete. Tried to throw it to Elijah Crow, but he overthrew him by a couple of yards. Troy Speakman with coverage, and Peyton Williams was back there, double-covering Crow. And Crow comes up limping a little bit as he goes back to the line of scrimmage. Just four seconds elapsed on that play. 3.01 left to go in the half. As we said, the Lions have two timeouts remaining. And they lead it by 21, 35 to 14. Now coming out to the left-hand side is Tucker and Crow, who's limping after that long run. Has to run from one side of the field to the other to line up on the right side. Harley drops back, throws it over the middle, and it is complete to Talon again. He's got it out to the 13-yard line. That'll be a gain of eight on the reception, third down two. Boy, when Anderson needs a big, big play, they go right at number 11. Receivers out wide on both sides. Talon is on the right side. Fake handoff, Harley looking for him. He's going to be hit and dropped back to the two-yard line on the play. Coming through like a shot for the Lions was, let's see who that was. It looked like David Guck came right through and brought down Harley at the four-yard line. And it'll bring up fourth down and 11 yards to go. And Anderson looked like they might be going for it. And the Lions decided to take a timeout with 2.13 left to go in this first half of action. That'll leave them with one left. And let's see what Anderson decides to do. Looks like they're going to send in the punt unit. You almost have to here because if you don't get it, you give the Lions an opportunity inside the... 20-yard line right in the red zone if you don't make it on fourth down. But down by 21, still another half to go. And 2.13 remaining in this first half. You've got to, you would think you've got to punt it away if you're Anderson. Going on at the Harrington Center, the Lions in the first game this afternoon of the tip-off classic. Well, they're down by 10. Two minutes, 17 seconds to go. 77-67 to the Wilmington Quakers. And in Division I college football, Minnesota still leading Penn State 24-19. And Ohio State in the third up 52-0 over Maryland. So, coming in to punt the football away will be Chase Fisher. He's going to kick it away from the back end of the end zone. And it's a high snap. Lions virtually no rush, and boy, he gets away a good kick that will be taken in by Troy Speakman at the 47 in his own territory to the 40, cuts it inside the 35, and he'll be brought down at the 32-yard line. 16-yard return for Troy Speakman. Just when I say he's not going to be returning today, he comes in. Of course, he saw what Beecham did. He saw what Chase Pankey did, Speakman. He wants to be part of the party, too. So the ball at the 32-yard line, Lions 2.03 remaining in the half of Anderson. And they've got one timeout remaining. Chase Samples out wide to the right-hand side. Beecham off to the right of Tomlin. Two receivers out to the left-hand side. Paul Miner tied in left, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin steps up into the pocket. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a receiver complete. That's Nick Murphy. Austin Brock, excuse me, touchdown. That's the easiest touchdown pass Tomlin will throw all season. 32-yard touchdown pass for 
Chayton Tomlin, his third of the afternoon, first touchdown catch of the game for Austin Brock, and the Lions lead it now 41-14 to with 1.57 remaining before the half. Brock just put on a double move, and he was wide open up that left side. Lions with a big lead, and coming in to attempt another extra point is Spencer Dufresne. High snap, but Murray got it down, and that one is no good. 157 remaining, so a chink in the armor of the kicking game of the Lions. A minute 57 remaining in the half. Your score, Lansing Joseph 41, Anderson 14 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Well, as you were away, the Lions kicked it off. It was taken in by Tucker at the 20. Lions just with a squib, and now a flag has been thrown against the Anderson Ravens. I think it's going to be a sideline warning called against the Ravens. The Ravens ran it back out to the 28-yard line. That was Tucker who collected it in at his 20 and ran it back 8 yards for the return. And they'll spot it at the, I believe they're going to spot it at the 27. And then the official late threw the flag right at the sideline of the Ravens. The side judge and the umpire and the referee will all get together and discuss this one. And now we'll get the call. I think it's just going to be a sideline warning against Anderson. No, it's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty called against Anderson. That's going to be against Hayden Lee. Something happened on the sideline, and I'm not sure what it was. but And they will mark it off half the distance, so take it back to the 14-yard line. Minute 52 left to go in this first half. Anderson now down 41-14 to to the Lions. Mount St. Joseph trying to break a two-game losing streak. And very quickly, Hanover leading Rose Holman in the second quarter, 7-6. to And now a flag is thrown by the umpire, and it's going to be a movement penalty called against Anderson. So that will knock them back another five yards to the nine-yard line. So Hanover leading Rose, 7-6, to 14-52 to go in the half. 3-0 Franklin on top of Bluffton in the third quarter. And Manchester over Defiance at the start of the third, 12-0. Handoff up the middle goes to Lipscomb. Lipscomb from the 9 struggles forward and gets it across the 10, maybe to the 11-yard line. They'll just spot him right down at the 10. Gain of about a yard on the play. And it brings up second down 14 yards to go instead of second and 15. Lipscomb to the left of Harley, a minute 34 left to go. 
in this first half. Fake handoff. Harley steps up into the pocket, throws over the middle, complete Harley's on the play out to Alex Barnett at the 20-yard line. That's a gain of about five. Brings up third down, four yards to go. And again, Anderson with the hurry up. A minute ten left to go in the half. Harley takes the snap. Drops back. Now rolls out to the right. Flips it out on the right-hand side. Complete to Lipscomb. Lipscomb at the 25 to the 30. Right up the middle. Puts his head down and bowls forward over Peyton Lugers at the 40. And he'll be brought down at the 42-yard line. First down for Anderson after a big gain on just a dump off to Lipscomb on the right side. So it's first and 10 at their own 43-yard line for Anderson under a minute left. Harley drops back. He's going to be hit, steps into the pocket, then flips a lateral to Lipscomb at the 45, and he's going to be brought down at the 46. Boy, Harley was surrounded by three Mount St. Joseph defensive players, and he just was, he was going down, flipped it behind him to Lipscomb, and they gained three yards on the play. At the 46, Harley drops back. He's going to throw it out to the left side, and it is complete on the play at the 46-yard line, maybe the 47. Might have got a gain of about a yard. And it will be a timeout taken by Anderson with 23 and a half seconds to go in this first half. Boy, Harley, you could tell he's a little more free in this game than he was in the second game of the season for these two ball clubs, the 34-7 win by the Lions. Anderson using their first time out of the half. They'll have it about third down and call it about six, maybe seven yards to go for a first down for the Ravens. Our next broadcast game coming up on Friday. That will be in Marietta, the first game of the Marietta Invitational. Final score from the Harrington Center, Wilmington gets their first win of the year. Lions fall to 0-2, an 83-69 win by the Quakers over the Lions this afternoon. Second game coming up in the tip-off classic at the Harrington Center. That will have Ohio Northern playing Transylvania. A couple of very entertaining ball clubs. It's been a... All right, good tournament. Even though last night's games both ended nine-point wins, but they were both good ball games last night from the Har- Harrington Center. So third down, call it six yards to go for Anderson. After that timeout, 26 seconds left. Dropping back Harley. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it's incomplete. Almost intercepted by Lugers, and then it bounced into the air and into one of the receivers. That's Barnett for Anderson, but the officials say it hits the ground, and... And it's incomplete. So it's fourth down six with 22.3. Now what do you do if you're Anderson? If you turn it over, the Lions could get the ball near midfield with one timeout remaining, still under 20 seconds to go. They're going to go for it on fourth down and about six yards to go. Harley looking over to the offensive coordinator. Receivers trips out to the near side here with the ball on the far hash mark. Now Lipscomb shifts over to the left side of Harley. Play clock. Now at 13. Drops back. Harley looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. It's going to be intercepted by Peyton Lugers. I believe that's Lugers. It is. Lugers with his third interception of the year and the Lions have it in Anderson territory at the 49-yard line. 16.8 seconds to go. And a timeout remaining. And the wind, they're going into the wind here in the second quarter. Remember that. Lions already up 41-14. 
and you know Chayton Tomlin and Caleb Carell are saying, let's go for it, and it just decides what Tyler Hopperton wants to do here. And it will be Michael Williamson coming into the football game. Cornell Beecham is going to step out, and the Lions, I think, they're going to do something here as they line up in the shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides. Brock out wide to the right. Dropping back is Tomlin. Tomlin steps up into the pocket. He's going to throw the home run ball up the field, and it's going to be incomplete, and a flag is thrown. Panky was in the vicinity, and the back was Charles Keith showing some defense against Panky. Panky looked like he just tripped and fell down, but a flag came in from behind. And let's see what the call is going to be. Keith is saying it's against Mount St. Joseph, and now so is the rest of the Anderson defense. And the flag will be pass interference. Chase Panky, okay. All right, that makes sense. Panky fell down. There was nobody around him. I would have been incredulous had it been defensive pass interference, but they're going to call offensive pass interference. And that will take it back inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. So nine and a half seconds left to go. The Lions went for the home run ball, and now they'll line up in the shotgun formation. And on first down and about 25 yards to go, they'll hand it off to Beecham. Beecham around the right side to the 40, to the 45, picks up a caravan. Now he's going to put his head down, and he's going to struggle across midfield and take it inside midfield to the 48-yard line on the play. It's going to be a 25-yard run by Cornell Beecham, but that will do it for the first half of play. The Lions, two returns on kicks and three touchdown passes from Chayton Tomlin, and they lead it here at the half in Anderson Indiana by a score of 41 to 14 over the Anderson Ravens. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back to chat with Sports Information Director Blake Watson. An interview that we did a couple of weeks ago. We'll bring it to you today about wrestling and basketball. We'll do that when we come back here in Anderson. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph Athletics on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119.
1815 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Minutemen Staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. We're back at Anderson at halftime of this afternoon's ball game between the Anderson Ravens and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell. And a couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to talk with Sports Information Director Blake Watson about the winter sports events, both wrestling and basketball. We were unable to play that interview for you last week, so let's pick it up this week and find out Blake's thoughts on basketball and wrestling coming into the 2019-20 season. So you bring in a lot of students to help out. Yeah, I got uh, a good group of kids right now. Um, I was really spoiled over the past three or four years with the group of students that I had. Um, uh, David Schaefer was one of them. Uh, Darian Bradley, who's back in Vegas. James Vinson, who's the graduate assistant at uh, Rose Holman. Um, Dustin Parker, who's an intern at Baldwin Wallace. Uh, Kara Marshall, who got a job with the Cincinnati Cyclones. Um, they, they were amazing. Jamie Spinagle is one of my co-ops right now. She is uh, on the women's soccer team, which makes it a little tough in the fall. Uh, I have Nathan Hill and Nathan Schatzman, who are both elder boys, but they both compete here as well. One's on the track and field team. One's a men's volleyball player. So juggling their schedules has been really tough. I honestly haven't got as much help this year out of them as I typically do. Um, and and big part of that is because Nate, both Nates are, still, are only sophomores. Um, so by the time they learn really what's going on, uh, it'll be really good for me. But right now, um, there's a lot of things that I have to do on my own that typically I wouldn't. On the football team, we talk a lot about Cornell Beecham, but he's also a wrestler, transferred down here from Notre Dame. Go back to the wrestling program at Coach Mason. He's looking forward to having him, but you've also got some others, as you brought up. Yeah, there's uh, Antonio McLeod is our returning All-American. Um, most preseason polls have him ranked around fourth or fifth in the country to start the year. Um, Cornell Beecham is not ranked on any of those lists because they don't rank transfers or freshmen. Uh, so we... Talk, and talking to Coach Mason yesterday, he thinks if they were done with transfers in mind, Cornell would probably be number two in the nation at 174 pounds. And the kid who's number one, Cornell beat up pretty good last year in a tournament. Um, the uh, There's a couple other ways that kids are going to be really good. Our 125-pounder, Jabari Thomas, is a three-time state placer out of Fairfield. Big Cam Sauerwein's back at heavyweight. He narrowly missed making the trip to Nationals last year. Um, he looks like a different kid. His body's different. He's got definition in his shoulders. He's going to be really tough. They got Steady Eddie and Nate McClanahan. He's kind of their grinder. He's a little bit older. Guy's an Army vet. 
Um, he's it'll be it'll be a really fun year for Coach Mason in the wrestling program. And the biggest thing is, last year we had one home match. This year we've got five. So if you haven't been to a home match at Maryland State Joseph University for wrestling, it is a blast. We black out the arena. We put a spotlight in the middle of the of the, the mat. I mean, fog machines, some lights. It's really cool. It's exciting, man. He's really taken this program up into new levels, hasn't he? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, so it was really started with the hiring of Elliot Spence nearly three years ago, um, and Elliot and Charles together started the rebuild. And then when the program got to a point where uh, it was needed to be someone here full time, Elliot's got a really good job. Uh, Charles took over as the head coach, and it's been like a rocket ship since then. Charles was named the uh, National Wrestling D3 Freshman Coach of the Year, Rookie Coach of the Year. I'm not exactly sure how they word it, but he was named the best first-year head coach in D3 last year um, by his peers. So to be recognized on that level is pretty cool. Uh, it's it's going to be fun, man. These guys are really building something sustainable. They they're They have good kids. Their kids are going to graduate. They get life skills. It's it's a really big deal. These guys are doing a great job. All right, the final two sports I want to talk about, girls and men's basketball. The women's basketball, Dan Benjamin, still the head coach. How did the preseason polls come out? Uh, Women's basketball was picked to finish eighth or ninth in the league, Um, and we think that's a little low. They lost a lot, man. Laney Studer played every game for four years. Haley Hudson played through surgeries and injuries and Brooklyn Sterwald played through shin splints her entire career, and these kids were tough-minded, really good basketball players. That being said, they might be a little more talented this year with the the freshman class. Um, Maddie Haverty will probably be the focal point. They got a freshman guard out of Fort Thomas, Kentucky that's really tough. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a different team, so we're not really sure what they're going to be yet. On the men's side, it's similar. I mean, they didn't lose as much because the senior class last year wasn't as accomplished. They were kind of in a rebuilding year already last year. Um, but they bring back three sophomores that can really play. Brady Thomas, Devin Young, and Tanner Klaus are all really good players. And coupled with a pretty solid freshman class, there's a big man uh, named Sammy Robbins. He is tough, man. He is really – I really like this kid's game. I think he's going to be a big addition to this team. Help Devin out in the post a lot so Devin won't have to guard the five a lot. Um, Reese Thompson, Avery Paddock, uh, Peyton Metters, who's coming back, from, just got cleared. He's been hurt. Cade Badger got a transfer from Thomas Moore, who knows our system already because Justin Ray runs it. Um, it's – it. I think they're going to be better than people think. They were picked to finish seventh. I would be really surprised if we're not talking about them being in the HCAC tournament at the end of the year. Final question. Toby Kerrigan says that they could probably be better than last year but still have a worse record. Toby does himself no favors. I love Toby <laughs> Kerrigan. That schedule he does, he gives himself every year, and I know Coach Ray used to kill him about it. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I think with a young team it's a good thing because – you teach these kids what it's like to lose, and they don't want to feel that way. Um, you put them against teams that are better than they are, and they realize how hard they got to work to compete at the level they want to compete. Um, I mean, I remember looking at the schedule last year and like, man, we could start the year one and eight, and it's about the same this year. Our tip-off classics got three teams in it that are really good. We won't play Transylvania, obviously, but they might be the best team here. They were picked to fit to win the league, by the way. Um, 
it's he just doesn't do himself any favors. He could schedule a bunch of cupcakes and pad his record, but that's not who Toby is. Anybody that knows Toby, he is he is that grinder. He wants to be able to beat the best teams in the country and it, to get there, you got to play them. It's going to be fun. You're the best, Blake. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you more than you know, Dave. <laughs> our thanks to Blake Watson for being our guest here this afternoon on the Halftime Show. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more from Anderson at halftime of this afternoon's game between the Ravens and the Lions, and we'll be back right after these timeouts. At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Back here in Anderson, I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along today on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Our thanks to Blake Watson for being our guest this afternoon. It's an interview that we had recorded last week, and unfortunately we weren't able to bring it to you last week at halftime, but we did this week. And Well, I'll tell you what, Blake was absolutely correct about the tip-off classic going on today and last night at the Harrington Center because the three teams that the Lions brought in to play, Wilmington, Ohio Northern, and Transylvania, all three outstanding ball clubs. Wilmington lost last night to Transylvania by nine, but this afternoon they beat the Lions in the first game of the second day of the doubleheader action, 83-69 to in the contest. And as I take a look at the stats of that ball game, the Lions in the contest were led. Well, let me take a look here and see if I can come up with all the stats in the contest. The Lions were led by Joel Day with 16 points in the ball game. Devin Young did not have as good a game this afternoon as he did last night. He and Tanner Close ended up with eight points each. Peyton Metters had 12, and Sammy Robbins, who came off the bench this afternoon, ended up with 10 points in the ball game. For Wilmington, they were led by Abdul Kanu, who played last night's contest mainly in foul trouble, but he ended up today with 23 points in the ballgame on 10 of 17 from the field. Colin Myers had 15, Jeff Mansfield had 14, and Deshaun Jackson had 12, as Wilmington had four players in double figures in that ballgame. Mount St. Joseph falls to 0-2, and our next broadcast game will be coming up on Friday night, that will be from the Marietta Invitational, and we will have that game for you at 6 o'clock with the tip-off. We'll have the pregame show at 5.30 from Marietta next Friday night here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. SMU and ECU this afternoon in Division One college football. They're playing a barn burner. SMU right now with eight and a half minutes left to go in the ball game leads 45-44. to SMU came into that one ranked 25th in the country. Penn State has opened up another 12-point lead, or excuse me, Minnesota has opened up a 12-point lead over Penn State with five minutes to go in the ballgame. The Golden Gophers leading 31-19 to over the Nittany Lions. Boy, there's a lot of talk that James Franklin could be the next coach at USC leaving Penn State. There's a lot of talk about that. Matt Campbell down at Iowa State is said to be interested in that job. And, of course, with the new athletic director 
at USC, being the former Cincinnati Athletic Director, Luke Fickle's name has been coming up. And Cincinnati will be playing this afternoon against Connecticut. That game is going to kick off at 3.30, and Luke Fickle has spent the last week trying to disdain those rumors of him going to USC. Ohio State with 11.5 left to go in the ball game. They lead Maryland 52-7. to Coming up later on today at 3.30, LSU, number two in the coaches' poll this week. And they are playing number three, Alabama, in that college football poll. Alabama is at number three. And other games going on, TCU right now leading Baylor 9-6. to That's late in the ball game. 47 seconds left to go in that contest. And Florida is blanking Vanderbilt 49 to nothing with seven minutes to go in that ball game. 41-14, Mount St. Joseph leading the Anderson Ravens here from Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more at halftime. Take a look at the scoring plays and the stats of the first half right after this timeout. In nearly every country, pancreatic cancer is the only major cancer with a five-year survival rate in the single digits. Now, in order to help patients fight and survive this disease, more attention and awareness are needed. And that's why I've joined forces with the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition to help raise global awareness of the risks and symptoms of pancreatic cancer. I wish I had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain I experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer. Other common symptoms can include mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, new-onset diabetes, and the yellowing of the skin or eyes. Won't you join me in this fight? Participate this November by wearing purple, spreading the word on social media, and visiting worldpancreaticcancerday.org to learn more. Together, we can get it done. Well, look at the scoreboard around the Heartland Conference, and of course the game that everybody wanted to see, and it started at 2 o'clock this afternoon. There's three minutes to go in the half. Hanover is leading Rose Holman by a score of 21-6. to Hanover, if they win it, they win the conference. If Rose win it, wins it, they win the conference. So in other games around the conference this afternoon, Franklin is leading Bluffton in the third quarter, 3 to nothing over the Beavers, and on Veterans Appreciation Day, Manchester is leading Defiance 12 to nothing as they are at the half in that contest. Those are the scores in the Heartland Conference. Chayton Tomlin this afternoon in the stats, 10 of 12 passing today, three touchdown passes, 171 yards going to the senior signal caller for the Mount St. Joseph Lions, Mount Cornell Beecham, six carries on the afternoon, 54 yards, has got a touchdown. Beecham also has one catch this afternoon for 16 yards, but he's also got another touchdown via the punt return. They officially gave him a 91-yard touchdown return, which started off the scoring for the Lions this afternoon. The Lions, as we said, 91 yards by Cornell Beecham on a punt return early in the ball game with 11.26 to go, and the Lions led it 6 to nothing. Dufresne added the extra point, and the Lions led it 7 to nothing. Chayton Tomlin then hit Austin Brock for a touchdown. Then he hit Nick Murphy later on for a touchdown. And that made the score 21 to nothing. But then Anderson came back and Tyson Harley completed a six yard touchdown pass to Zach Talent. Talent made a nice move and got inside the pylon for the score with 8.36 remaining to go in the half. And it was 21 to six. The Lions were on top of it. Then, of course, 
the Chase Panky returned a kickoff 93 yards for a touchdown, and the Lions led it 28-6 after Spencer Dufresne added the extra point. But Anderson came right back. Reggie Lipscomb ran it in from seven yards out with 4.56 remaining to go in the half, and it was 28-12. The Lions had a 16-point lead. They added a two-point conversion with Griffin Belt, the freshman 6'6", 235-pound quarterback, ran it in for the two-point conversion, and it was 28-14. to Then Cornell Beecham ran it in 10 yards for a touchdown to make it 34-14. to The Lions later on added another touchdown with Chayton Tomlin completing a pass from 31 yards out to Austin Brockett with a minute 57 to go in the half, and the Lions led it 41-14. to The point after touchdown by Dufresne was no good. Dufresne, four of five kicking extra points this afternoon. And that's where we stand right now, 41 to 14. The Lions on top of it here at the half. Tyson Harley, 25 of 37 passing for Anderson, 201 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions, each by, well, one by Peyton Lugers and the other one by Troy Speakman. Zach Talon, though, has caught 15 passes in the first half of those 25 passes that Harley has thrown here this afternoon. Chase Pankey leading the way, excuse me, Austin Brock leading the way for the Lions with three catches, Chase Pankey two. Jake Ayler, Cooper Earls, Paul Miner, Cornell Beecham, and Nick Murphy each have a catch here this afternoon. Lions lead it 41-14. to Second half action is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Dave Mitchell back at Mockholt Stadium in Anderson, Indiana, where the Lions lead it here at the half, 41-14 to over the Anderson Ravens. And it has been a bounce-back performance by the Lions here today against the team that they beat back on September 21st, 34-7, in just the second start of his athletic career at the collegiate what? level for Tyson Harley. Lions... They've had two kick returns for touchdowns, one punt, one kickoff by Chase Pankey, and the punt return by Cornell Beecham. Beecham's also got another touchdown via the rush. And Chayton Tomlin has thrown three touchdown passes here this afternoon. Lions will get the football to start the second half of action as they won the opening coin toss but deferred. Next week, the Lions will be in New York. On the island, taking on Maritime, we will not be bringing you that broadcast. We had to make a decision as to whether to go to New York or go to Marietta 
for the Invitational College Basketball Tournament. And simply to be honest with you folks, because the Lions are out of any potential playoff implications, we decided to go the basketball route. As my son said, I'm the only person in the world that would turn down a free hotel room in New York for a free hotel room in Marietta. So he's probably right, and that's where we stand right now. So we will not be doing this our final football broadcast of the season, but can't wait till next year. So Anderson will tee it off. They will be kicking it off. Lions will be going from left to right. Chase Pankey is the single setback. The Lions are expecting an onside kick here. And it is going to be an onside kick. It won't go 10 yards, and the Lions are going to cover it up. Jake Ayler is going to jump on it at the 49-yard line. But flags are thrown on both sides of the field right at the line of scrimmage. And we'll see if that one's going to come back or if the Lions will just get the ball first and 10 at their own 49-yard line. And it appears that's what's going to be. Boy, the officials are huddling up together, and everybody's pointing at Anderson. You got four officials out there, and three of them are pointing their fingers at Anderson. And they're going to continue to talk about it. Let's see if maybe they're, the Lions are going to make them re-kick. They had initially spotted it at the 49-yard line. Now they'll come over and see what it's going to be. They're talking with Tyler Hopperton about what he wants to do, whether he's going to have them re-kick or set it back, and he's going to say, let's just... Decline, and now they're going to spot it at the 44-yard line in Anderson territory. We had offside on the kicking team. That penalty is declined because we have illegal touching by the kicking team. Ah, okay, so there you go. That's a good explanation by the official. Since there was illegal touching by Anderson, it didn't go 10 yards. The ball will be spotted where the ball was touched at by Anderson. The offside penalty against Anderson is declined by the Lions. So they get it first and 10 at the Anderson 44, handoff to Beecham right up the middle, and he'll take it to the 40 after a four-yard gain to the 40-yard line. So it brings up second down, six yards to go. As we have just begun the second half, Paul Miner out of the ball game. They'll move Cornell Beecham out to a slot receiver position, and Michael Williamson checks in. Panky goes out wide to the left-hand side. Austin Brock, slot left. Now Beecham moves off to the slot on the right-hand side. And Cooper Earls, who's into the ballgame, goes out wide right. Jayton Tomlin, just a game and a half left in his collegiate career. And what a record-setting career it's been. Dropping back Chayton. He's going to throw it out to the sideline. Complete on the right side to Cooper Earls at the 33. And he'll be knocked out of bounds right oh, there at the 33-yard line by Charles Keith. For Anderson. 14-12 here in the third quarter. Left to go. 41-14. Lions on top of it. If you take the wind away from this one, it's been a gorgeous day. It is cold, but this is the kind of weather you like to play football in. Tomlin with trips out to the left-hand side. Cooper Earls, the single receiver, into the near side. And he's got Michael Williamson off to his left. Tomlin is the master of killing the clock, and he's just letting the play clock run down inside 10 to 7. He takes the snap, flips it out to Beecham on the left side for a screen pass, and he takes it inside the 35, and he'll be dropped near the line of scrimmage at about the 33-yard line, just a gain of a yard on that reception. And it brings up second down, nine yards to go. I want to thank Tyler Hopperton for all of his help all season long. The entire coaching staff of Mount St. Joseph University. 
They have just been a pleasure to work with all year long. Trips out to the near side. Tomlin again lets the play clock come down. A lot of movement on the line. Anderson may have jumped, and they're going to throw the free play up the left-hand side, and it is incomplete to Chase Pankey. He did catch the ball, but he came down out of bounds. And let's see what the flag is at the line of scrimmage. And I believe it's going to be offsides against Anderson because they let the play continue. And that's exactly what it will be. Offside against the Anderson defensive end, Tristan Chambers out of Fort Wayne. Anderson has mainly stayed in the state of Indiana. When you look at their roster, they've stayed in Indiana to bring in most of their players. They've got some from Texas, and they've got a few from Ohio, but mainly from the state of Indiana. Second down, four yards to go. The penalty moves it inside the 30 to the 29-yard line. Dropping back Tomlin on second and four. He throws it out on the right side. Complete to Beecham. He's hit immediately to the 20. Double teamed and finally is brought down inside the 20 at the 17-yard line. That's going to be a gain of about 11 on their completion and another first down for the Lions. 12.47 and running left to go in this third quarter of action. Ken Holtz into the ball game now for the Lions. He'll come out wide to the right-hand side. Chase Pankey goes out wide to the left. Michael Williamson stays into the ballgame. Cornell Beecham is sticking at a slot receiver position. And Williamson will stick to the right hip of Chayton Tomlin on this play. First down, 10 yards to go at the 17. Dropping back Tomlin. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Beecham. Complete touchdown. Boy, he got mano a mano against the linebacker and he just took him to school and into the end zone for the score 17 yard touchdown pass for Chayton Tomlin his fourth of the afternoon and the Lions lead it now 47-14 with 12-13 remaining to go in this third quarter of play nice throw and a nice catch into the wind for the Lions as they took the opening kickoff and Took it down the field for the score. And Dufresne, who's missed only one this afternoon, connects on that extra point. 12-13 to go in the third. Your score. It's now Mount St. Joseph 48, the Anderson Ravens 14, on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in Ink Analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. 
Charles Keith taking the kickoff from the Lions. He picked it up at about his 20 and runs it out across the 30 near the 34-yard line, and that's where Anderson will start first and 10. Hanover has opened up a 22-point lead over Rose Holman, 28-6, and they are just before the half. I wish you could have heard the interview by Tyler Hopperton earlier today, but he made the comment. I asked him, just give me a one-word answer. Who's the better team, Hanover? Or Rose Holman. And he said, Hanover. So it looks like Hanover's going to win the conference with their victory this afternoon. First and ten, they move the ball back to the 30-yard line. That's where they say he actually stepped out of bounds, Keith did on the return. And the handoff goes to Reggie Lipscomb right up the middle, and he's going to be stopped at the 31-yard line for a gain of a yard. Brings up second down, nine yards to go for the Ravens' offense behind the freshman, Tyler Harley. Harley is going to be a pain in the side of the Heartland Conference opponents for the next three years. Harley steps up into the pocket, flips it out to the right-hand side, and it is complete here on the near side to Zach Talon. He had 15 catches in the first half, mind you. And that's a catch for a yard gain. The Lions will take that. If he wants to pick up catches for a yard all day long, they'll let him. Takes it out to the 33, and it brings up third down and eight yards to go. Two receivers out wide on both sides. Fake handoff. Harley's going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete to Tucker. He made a nice catch because that pass was almost knocked away by Troy Speakman out to the 37-yard line. That's a gain of four, and it'll bring up fourth down three. Boy, nice concentration by Tucker on that catch. And it'll bring up fourth down three yards to go, and the Lions jumped off sides. It's a free play. Harley's going to throw it up the left side to Tucker. It's incomplete. But the Ravens will get a first down because the Lions jumped off the defensive line. And it looked like it was Andrew McFarland who jumped. And McFarland will immediately leave the football game. So that is probably who did it. Elsewhere in the Heartland, Manchester leading Defiance this afternoon, 19 to nothing in the third quarter. And Franklin now has opened up a 10 nothing lead over Bluffton with six minutes to go in the third. 10.55 remaining to go in this third quarter of play. Lions lead at 48-14. And that penalty against the Lions gives Anderson a first down out across the 40 to the 41 and Lipscomb gets the handoff from Harley and he takes it right up the middle out to the 44 yard line for a gain of a couple brings down second and eight yards to go Anderson in their own territory Harley came about three quarters of the way over to the sideline to get the play and now goes back out Lipscomb off his right hip And fake handoff. Harley throws it over the middle. Nice catch by Talon again. Boy, he had Appleman draped all over him, and he caught the pass at about the 45-yard line for an eight-yard gain. And a first down for Anderson. Lions showing blitz. They hit Harley as he throws, and, boy, coming right up the middle. Now there's a flag thrown. Harley got hit immediately by Sean Sullivan and then after the play Sullivan and Harley did some scuffling the pass was incomplete and let's see what the penalty is and it can't be roughing the passer oh wow come on he got hit as he threw the football <laughs> there was no helmet to helmet. 
He didn't put his head down. He hit him right in the chest. And they're going to call a roughing the passer penalty against Sean Sullivan. And that will mark it inside Mount Territory at the 29-yard line. Boy, what a bogus call. Sorry, that's just what that was. Harley, now Pirouette is going to throw the bubble screen to Talon, and he's going to be hit at the 30 and dropped in a yard loss. Harley got hit right as he threw the football. It was not late. It was a legal hit. Sean's helmet was off to the side, and they call roughing the passer. So that knocked it down inside the 29. Now Talon loses a yard on the reception and lost a yard back to the 30. It brings up second and 11. Now Anderson will run the tight formation here on the near side on second and 11 from the Lions 30. Fake handoff to Lipscomb, throws out to the left-hand side to Tucker, and it's incomplete. And it will bring up third down and 11 yards to go. And you know with Anderson, this is going to be two-down territory. So the ball staying at the 30-yard line. Nine and a half remaining to go in this third quarter of play. Lions with a big lead, 48-14. to 14. On third down, 11. Lipscomb off to the left hip of Harley. Receivers out wide on both sides. Harley pitches it out on the left-hand side to Lipscomb. Lipscomb is going to be hit at about the 25. Skip forward to the 24, but there's going to be a flag thrown against Anderson. There's a hold out there by the left tackle as Lipscomb cut around that left-hand side. And the official caught the hold. So what was about a six-yard gain will be negated. And the Lions may just go ahead and decline this penalty. <laughs> Let's see what they decide to do, because it will be fourth down and about five yards to go from the 24. They've got to get inside the 19. And let's see what the Lions decide to do. I think they're just going to decline it. They've already sent in their nickel defense, and they'll just bring up fourth down. Holding offense, number 19, 10-yard penalty, repeat, third Nope, the Lions will go ahead and accept it. It's kind of a surprise. I figured the Lions would go ahead and, with this lead, just take the down rather than the penalty. But that will knock Anderson back to the... Mount St. Joseph, 40-yard line, and it'll bring up third down and 21 yards to go for a first down. Harley with Lipscomb off to his right. Drops back. Now he's going to throw that bubble screen again to Talon. Talon then pitches it back, and it goes to Barnett. Barnett's got it at the 40. They tried the hook and ladder play and on a, of a bubble screen, and Barnett took it across the 40 out to the down to the 42 yard line that's an interesting play design just a three yard completion though the Lions did a nice job of covering it up and it'll bring up fourth down at about 19 yards to go and Harley with brings Tucker out wide to the left hand side Barnett slot left talent you always have to look for him especially in this kind of a position of fourth and 19, he's slot right, the short side of the field. Harley fake handoff, rolls out to the left. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. He's got Tucker, complete touchdown. Boy, a blown defensive assignment by the secondary. And Tucker got behind Troy Speakman and caught it for the touchdown. 39-yard touchdown reception for Tucker. And Anderson has made it a 48-20 to game with 8.31 remaining in this third quarter of play. 
Well, I don't know what happened. Of course, the Lions have been playing with substitute DBs for most of the ball game, but Troy Speakman, whether that injury has bothered him or not, whatever, now Anderson's going to go for two, and they bring in Griffin Belt. Belt's already got one two-point conversion under his belt and a fourth-down conversion. Belt, he just dishes it off on the right-hand side to the man in motion. That's Evan Short, and Short is going to be stacked up at the five and brought down. So the two-point conversion is no good. 8.31 to go in this third quarter. Your score. It's now Mount St. Joseph 48, Anderson 20 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Miniman Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen Staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility, giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing. Call today, 579-0010. So the Lions still lead it by 28 here on a sunshiny afternoon in Anderson, Indiana. And back to return for the Lions will be Chase Pankey, but the Lions are expecting again an onside kick. So we'll see what they, the Lions do decide to do here, or what Anderson decides to do, excuse me. The Mount basketball team lost this afternoon to Wilmington. The second game should be getting about ready to tip off Ohio Northern, playing Transylvania. Anderson, they approach the football, and they will squib it. It's going to be on off sides again. The Lions cover it up. Jake Ayler recovered it at the 48-yard line, but again, somebody on the right side of that line of scrimmage was off sides by about two yards on that one. The first one I didn't see. That one was easy to see because he was just two people down from the kicker. So that'll be virtually the same penalty that will be called against Anderson. Offsides on the kicking team. That penalty is declined. The receiving team is elected to take it as spot of illegal touching. Anderson, again, they illegal touched it, and it's going to be right at the 44-yard line, which is where the line started the last time we did this. So it's deja vu all over again. Isn't that what Yogi Berra said one time? So it's 44-yard line. That's where the Lions have it in Anderson territory. Chayton Tomlin, the quarterback, with Cornell Beecham off to the right side. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Beecham around the left-hand side. Cuts inside a block. Takes it to the 40, and he'll be brought back, thrown back at about the 43-yard line. But he still picked up three yards on the carry. Gains about... Three, maybe three and a half yards. yards. Second down. Call it a long six yards to go for the Lions. Panky comes out wide to the right-hand side. Lions, they're going to milk as much time off this clock as they can here in the third. We're at the eight-minute mark. Cooper Earls is out wide to the left-hand side. Beecham out of the pistol right behind Tomlin. Fake handoff. Tomlin rolls out to the near side. He's going to throw it up the left sideline, and it is incomplete to Chase Pankey, or are they going to say it's complete? No, back judge will say it is incomplete. It looked like it was incomplete up here that it bounced in front of him. So it'll be third down and about six and a half yards to go, making seven yards. Tomlin throwing that pass into the wind and then really knocked it down. And he's tired of that. Tomlin is tired of the hand muff 
muffler that he wears around his waist. He's getting rid of it. He just threw it off to the sideline. The muffler almost went farther than that last pass did. <laughs> Third down, seven yards to go. Ball at the 40-yard line. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws it out into the flat. Complete to Beecham on the near side. Picks up a block to the 30, to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. And he was almost caught from behind. He didn't see the DB coming in from behind him and almost got the ball stripped. Cole Patrician. Patrician came in from behind, and now there's a flag thrown near the line of scrimmage. Now, now they're going to move it up about the 35-yard line. And let's see. And what will the call be? Black in the back. Black in the back. Well, it's interesting it would be a block in the back. But the Lions have really been beset by that penalty over the last three weeks. And when the coaching staff has gone back and looked at the game films, they've seen that most of the time it's not been the case. And now, instead of a touchdown by Beecham, it takes it back to the 45-yard line, and it brings up third and 11 for the Lions with seven and a half remaining in this third quarter. Receivers out wide on both sides. Michael Williamson into the ballgame now at running back. Beecham in the slot right now. He moves in motion to the far side. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin sets up the screen. Gets it to Williamson. Williamson at the 40. Cuts inside to the 35. He's close to a first down near the 34-yard line. Boy, he picked up 11 yards on that reception, and it should be a first down the way that they've been spotting and looking at the... Wow. Ah, uh, it's going to be about a half a yard short, folks. The initial the initial spot was at the 34-yard line, and they moved back closer to the 35. So it's fourth down and a yard. Lions will go for it. They bring in Paul Miner, wing right. Michael Williamson in the backfield at the running back position. Spread formation. Hand off to Williamson right up the middle. He's got the first down inside the 35 down to the 32. So a gain of three by Williamson. The clock continues to move, and so do the chains. And the Lions have it first and ten. At the Anderson 33-yard line with 6.51 remaining to go in this third quarter. Panky out wide to the right-hand side. Receivers out wide. On two receivers out wide to the left. Beecham is in the slot. Williamson stays in at the running back position. He's off to the right side of Tomlin, who's putting in an audible at the line of scrimmage. Dropping back, Tomlin. Tomlin steps up into the pocket. Good protection. Throws it to Panky. Complete inside the 10 at the 8. And a flag is thrown. Over on the right side, Paul Miner got into a skirmish over on the sideline during the play. So it'll be, looks like it probably will be a dead ball penalty, but the Lions have it right now at the eight-yard line of Anderson. It's going to be a 25-yard reception. But let's see what the play is going to, what the penalty is going to be. Up on the right side, the Lions are moving backwards, so obviously it's against them. Dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct, number three on the offense. So Paul Miner gets hit with the unsportsmanlike conduct, and honestly, I didn't see it because it was so far behind the play that it was virtually just non-existent. So it's a dead ball penalty that is... Marked off from the spot of where Panky caught the pass, which was at the 8-yard line, so it takes it back outside to the 23. 
but it's still a first down and 10 from the 23-yard line of Anderson. 6.25 and running left to go in this third quarter. Tomlin with Williamson off to his right side. Trips out to the near side for the Lions. Cooper Earls is out wide to the left. He's the single receiver out there. Tomlin with the play clock at 5. Hand off to Williamson right up the middle. Keeps his legs churning, and he gets inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. That's a gain of 5 on the play for Michael Williamson. You know, Williamson had a successful year a year ago at the running back position. Came in as the incumbent. Now there's another flag thrown right where the tackle was. Chayton Tomlin is over, and he's helping one of the Anderson defensive backs put his uniform back up over the shoulder pad. And it just so happened the person that Tomlin was helping put the shoulder pad back up on was the man who got hit with the unnecessary roughness penalty. That's Jason Filburn. He's out of Brookville, Ohio. Six minutes exactly left to go in this third quarter play. Lions on the move. They've got the football. After that penalty, inside the 10, near the 9-yard line, it's first and goal. Beecham is back in at the running back position, off to the left of Tomlin. As I was saying about Williamson, I'll tell you that here in a second. Fade pattern is thrown off the left side, and it is incomplete over the head of Austin Brock. Brings up second and goal for the Lions at the 9 of Anderson. Williamson has really been beset by that ankle injury all year long. He, He... Got it during training camp. Couldn't play in the first game. Tried to, just couldn't get it done. Tried to play a little more in the second game of the year, which was Anderson. Then re-aggravated it and was out for another couple of games and just has not hit his stride all season long, and that's unfortunate because he was really coming on a year ago as that primary running back. Beecham, behind Tomlin, gets the handoff around the right side, cuts it to the 10, to the 5, and he's inside the pylon into the end zone for the score. No flags, touchdown. The Lions, 5.36 remaining to go in the third quarter, and the Lions rolling it up now. They lead it 54-20 to here in the third quarter of play from Anderson, Indiana. Boy, Beecham, has really had an excellent afternoon. That's his third touchdown of the day. Had one earlier called back. Remember that one. And Dufresne, who has missed one extra point already today. We won't say about the other five that he's been successful on. Puts that one up. And that one is good into the wind. 5.36 to go in this third quarter. Your score from Anderson. It's now Mount St. Joseph 55. Anderson 20 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In nearly every country, pancreatic cancer is the only major cancer with a five-year survival rate in the single digits. Now, in order to help patients fight and survive this disease, more attention and awareness are needed. And that's why I've joined forces with the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition to help raise global awareness of the risks and symptoms of pancreatic cancer. I wish I had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain I experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer. Other common symptoms can include mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, new-onset diabetes, and the yellowing of the skin or eyes. Won't you join me in this fight? Participate this November by wearing purple, spreading the word on social media, and visiting worldpancreaticcancerday.org to learn more. Together, we can get it done. 
Well, he short-changed Beecham. He's got four touchdowns today. Two rushing, one receiving, and one on the punt return. And the Lions lead it 55-20 here in the third quarter of play with 5.36 remaining in it. Hanover rolling it up against Rose Holman at Rose here this afternoon. So they will most likely win the Heartland Conference. Murray kicks it off, and it'll be taken in by Tucker at his 15-yard line after he bobbled it. Cuts it to the near side, to the 20. Keeps his legs moving outside the 25. Looks like a rugby scrum, and he takes it out near the 30-yard line. He just continued to keep his legs moving, and his teammates came in behind and kept pushing him forward. So, Anderson has it first and 10 at their own 30-yard line with 5.27 to go in this third quarter. Tyson Harley still out there, a quarterback. He's had an outstanding day, accumulating 365 yards in total offense here this afternoon for the Ravens, and he hands it off to... Check that. He throws it over the middle to Zach Talon, and Talon catches it. Lost the handle of it and coughed it up. Incomplete. Harley, 31 of 45 passing today for 257 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, but those interceptions have been bobbles. Dropping back Harley on second and 10, flips it out on the right-hand side to Lipscomb, complete at the 30, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 35-yard line. Run out of bounds. By Gavin Edmondson on the tackle. Gain of five on the play. Third down, five yards to go from their own 35. Anderson with two receivers out to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Zach Talon has lined up slot right. Lions showing blitz. They back off of it. Now Harley throws it over the middle. Complete to Talon. They gave him a lot of cushion. Lugers did. He's got the first down across midfield and down to the 47-yard line of Mount St. Joseph University. First down. It's going to be a 17-yard completion and a first down to Zach Talon. Talon today, that's his 20th catch here this afternoon. What a day for that kid. But he's the man that they go to anytime that they're in trouble. They go right to Zach. First and 10 at the 47-yard line. He's definitely one of the premier receivers in this Heartland Conference. Lions showing blitz. Speakman off the left-hand side. They flip it out to Lipscomb. Lipscomb runs right where Speakman was off the blitz. And he takes it down to the 45-yard line for a gain of a couple. Tackle by number 44. And it'll bring up second down, eight yards to go. Three. Anderson first down. And they've been very efficient at doing that today. Lipscomb, 21 carries, 93 yards on the afternoon. He's seven yards shy of 100. Lipscomb off to the right of Tyson Harley. Got Tucker out to the near side. He's got trips out to the far side, which is the short side of the field. You don't normally see that. Dropping back is Harley. He's going to throw it out on the left-hand side to oh, Tucker. He's got Tucker it inside the 40 at the 37-yard line. And that's a first down. Gain of seven and a first down for Anderson. They've had no problems moving the sticks today. It's once they get inside the red zone that they start having a problem. They have picked up 25 first downs this afternoon compared to just 17 by the Lions. 
Harley, handoff to Lipscomb off the right side. He's inside the 35 and takes it down to the 32-yard line. That should give him 100 yards on the day. That's a gain of about six. Brings up second down four. He may be a yard or two shy, but by the time this game's over, Lipscomb will have his 100. Second down, five yards to go. Trips out to the far side. Harley rolls out to the left. He's looking for Tucker. He put a double move on. He's got it complete at the five and goes into the end zone for the score. Tyson Harley finding the receiver Tucker up the left-hand side, and he beat the cornerback of the Lions. And he goes in for the touchdown, and the Lions... Now their lead has been cut to 55-26 with 2.57 left to go. This has just become a back-and-forth affair by both ball clubs. Now into the contest again is Griffin Belt. Belt, the freshman, 6'6", 235, into the ball game. Fake handoff. He's going to throw it over the middle this time, and it's incomplete. Knocked away by Lugers, but they're going to, the back judge will call pass interference against the Lions. Belt has run the quarterback keeper out of that shotgun twice. Handed it off once, and that time he was going to throw the ball over the middle. Lugers gets hit with the pass interference penalty. And it goes half the distance to the goal line. And they will keep Belt on the field and continue to go for the two-point conversion. With 2.57 remaining in this third quarter. So as Belt stays out, they will go for two. Spread formation. Belt's going to keep it himself. He's going to take it down near the one. Spins into the end zone. Did he get it? No signal. Now they say no. He did not make it into the end zone. So the two-point conversion is denied. The Lions defense holds. 2.57 to go in this third quarter. It's now Mount St. Joseph 55, Anderson 26 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue, Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 383-9773. Mount St. Joseph University and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 579-0010. Dave Mitchell back in Anderson where the Lions lead at 55 to 26. That two point conversion denied. Florida ran it up on Vanderbilt this afternoon 56 to nothing in Cincinnati early in the ball game, just five minutes into it. They lead Connecticut 7 to nothing. Of course, everybody this afternoon waiting for that LSU Alabama game. Ohio State, they ran it up on Maryland today also 73 14. The Buckeyes winning that one, and Minnesota defeated Penn State in an upset, 41-31-26. to And the onside kick taken in by Beecham. Beecham is going to take it down inside the 10 to the 5, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 2. 
Beecham just scooped up that onside kick and ran it down to the, well, they'll say he's out of bounds at the three-yard line. And here we go again. <laughs> this has been all over the place here in this second and third quarters. 2.54 remaining to go in this third quarter. And the Lions have it first and goal at the Anderson three-yard line. Leading at 55-26. to 26. Not sure if you're going to see, with two games to go in his career with Tomlin, even though this thing is a runaway right now, I wonder if you'd see Kyle Prophet come into the ballgame at quarterback any time in the fourth quarter. Fake handoff. Tomlin's going to throw it into the end zone. It's knocked away and incomplete, and a flag is thrown. There'll be pass interference called against Anderson, against Paul Miner. Miner has been a little more prevalent in this afternoon's offensive game plan than he had been the previous couple of weeks against Hanover and Rose Holman. And the officials will confer and see where it is. Now, Nick Murphy leaves the ball game. So does Cornell Beecham. And into the contest, Michael Williamson and Chase Samples. Pass interference. Defense. It is pass interference against Anderson. And they'll put it at the two-yard line since it was in the end zone. So it's first and goal for the Lions from the Anderson two. That's basically just about a one-yard penalty. Michael Williamson will line up on the left hip of Chayton Tomlin. Ayler goes out to the left-hand side, along with Cooper Earls. Chase Samples out to the near side, which is the short side. Handoff goes to Williamson, off right tackle. Puts his head down, gets it into the end zone for the touchdown. Michael Williamson with the score. And the Lions have extended the lead now at 61-26 to here this afternoon. Nice run by Michael Williamson to get the ball into the end zone. And for him, that's his first touchdown of the season. Let me double check that. Seems like I remember him having a touchdown earlier this year. And, yes, I was right. Excuse me. He's had three touchdowns. I thought I recognized that. And Dufresne will kick the extra point, and it is good. 2.44 left to go in this third quarter of play. The Lions are rolling this afternoon. They could have used some of these points the last couple of weeks, but nonetheless, they lead it here this afternoon. 62-26 over the Anderson Ravens. I'm Dave Mitchell. You're listening to this game on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, the Lions keep it going offensively this afternoon. They lead at 62-26 with 2.44 remaining to go in the third quarter of play. Still a lot of time left in this one. Ryan Murray will kick it off, and it is a high short kick into the wind that will be taken in by Tucker at his 20. Cuts to the left side, runs into one of his own players, and he's going to be brought down across the 25 out to the 27-yard line where Julius Fisher brought him down. 
Tackle by number 33. So about a seven-yard return on the play. And Anderson will take it over first and ten from their own 27-yard line with 2.39 remaining to go in the third quarter of play. Zach Talent, boy, what an afternoon he's had. I want to take a look, quick look at the stats. He's had 20 catches today, 140 yards, and one touchdown. James Tucker's got seven catches for 122. He's their second-leading receiver. Harley hands it off to Lipscomb right up the middle, and he's going to take it up to about the 28-yard line for a gain of about a yard on the play. Second down on nine yards to go. Coming out to the left hand and right hand side, excuse me, is Barnett. Tucker out to the left hand side for Tyson Harley, the quarterback. He's had a successful season this year. Harley came in with 15 touchdown passes and seven interceptions. Dropping back, Harley throws it over the middle, and that's complete the talent. Talent takes it out to the 34 yard line. That's going to be a gain of six. And Anderson is facing a third down and about three yards to go for a first down. Lipscomb out of the hurry up. Lines up on the right side of Harley. Lions, four down linemen, three linebackers. Harley's going to throw a quick out on the right-hand side, and it goes to Elijah Crow. Crow gets it across the 40, out to the 46-yard line. That's a gain of 12 on that reception, and a first down for the Ravens. We're under a minute and a half and running, and Anderson immediately goes to the hurry up after that first down. They've got it first and 10 at their own 46-yard line. Harley slaps the hands, takes the snap, rolls out to the left, dumps it off to Lipscomb on the left side. Gets it to the midfield strike and takes it to the 48-yard line of Mount St. Joseph University. Gain of six on the play. Brings up second down, four yards to go for Anderson. And they're running that hurry up. They've got the wind to their back, and they want to take advantage of it with a minute left to go in the third. Harley will hand it off to Lipscomb right up the middle to the 45, to the 44 as he spun to his right and then fell forward to the 42-yard line. Another nice run by Lipscomb of five, and he picks up the first down for the Ravens, and they go right back to the hurry up with 44 seconds to go in the third quarter. Trips out to the far side. Harley has Tucker on the left-hand side, and Lipscomb lines up on the left hip of Harley. Ball in the near hash mark. Harley takes the snap, drops back, good protection. Now dumps it over the middle to Tucker on the crossing pattern, and it's incomplete. Harley threw it just a little too high, and Harley, who was open and had plenty of running room, couldn't bring the pass down with 28.7 seconds to go in the third. Lions still with the big lead here this afternoon of 36. Ohio State won big this afternoon, and if you didn't hear, Minnesota pulled the upset. They beat Penn State today. That'll move Clemson into the top four for all you Tiger fans that were complaining that they were at number five. Moving in motion to the far side is Barnett. Running the option is Harley. Harley gets it off to Lipscomb. Lipscomb evades a tackler, cuts it inside the 40, and goes to the 37-yard line of Mount St. Joseph University for a five-yard gain on the play. Brings up second and five, and the clock continues to run. Almost ten seconds left to go in the third quarter, and I don't think... Anderson will get the playoff, and they won't. The clock will run out here at the end of the third quarter of play, and Anderson will be going into the teeth of the wind here in the final quarter of action of the conference season for the Lions. Your score from Anderson, 
Mount St. Joseph, 62. Anderson, 26. You're listening to Lions Football on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen Staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Well, as we head into the final quarter of college football action on UltimateSportsTalk.com for the 2019 season, I'm Dave Mitchell. It's been fun bringing you this, my third year of doing Lions football, and it's been fun this season. A little disappointing, but still entertaining nonetheless. Lions lead at 62-26, and running the option around the left-hand side is Harley, and Harley takes it down inside the 45 or the 35 to the 34 yard line and a fumble was made Harley coughed it up and the Lions jumped on it and they've got the football back so the Lions will take it over first and 10 at their own 34 yard line after Harley coughed it up so it'll be first and 10 and Chayton Tomlin will stay in the game like we said He's only got five more quarters of college football remaining, and you kind of wonder if they will send Kyle Prophet into the ballgame. Prophet is the heir apparent next year for the Lions, the transfer from Findlay. But we'll see. Lions with the big lead, 62-26, and the handoff goes to Beecham. Beecham around the left-hand side, cuts it to the 40. He's got some room to the 45, and he's going to be shoved out of bounds near midfield. It's going to be a 17-yard gain for Cornell Beecham. And the Lions have it at midfield, first and 10. Hanover, 10.53 to go in the third, leading Rose Holman, 28-6. So Hanover's going to stay unbeaten. They've got one more game in the conference. That's next week against Franklin. But for all intents and purposes, that will do it, that win today. Beecham. Out of the ball game now. He's got Williamson into the ball game. Fake handoff. Throw out into the right flat to Nick Murphy. Murphy takes it inside the 50 to the 45 and run out of bounds near the 41-yard line for a nine-yard completion. Second down. And a yard to go. Murph, he's another one that has been virtually non-existent in the game plan lately. That's his second catch of the afternoon. Paul Miner's the other one that we talked about. He's got a couple of catches today. Second down, a yard to go. Williamson in the backfield with Tomlin. Spread formation for the Lions. Tomlin, fake handoff, throws out to the right, complete to Cooper Earls. He's got the first down inside the 40 to the 38-yard line. And they'll spot him his forward progress to the 37, so a gain of three on the play. And it's a first down for Cooper Earls. That's his second catch of the afternoon. 
It's just stat padding time here in Anderson right now. Jake Ayler goes out slot left. Chase Samples wide left, the near side. Michael Williamson in the backfield with Chayton Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Tomlin looking things over. Play clock down to 10. Tomlin drops back, looks to his right, looks to his left. He's going to throw it deep. He's got a receiver. That's Ayler, and Ayler couldn't catch the football. Boy, it looked like there was a lot of contact down there. And Ayler is yelling that he couldn't get his right hand up to catch the football. But no flags were thrown, and it's second down and 10 yards to go for Mount St. Joseph at the 37 of Anderson. By the way, Tomlin has got that hand muffler back around his waist after throwing it away in the last possession. He's got it back on. And Tomlin will take the snap. Hand off to Williamson around the right side on second and ten. He's going to be stacked up near the 36 after just a yard game. Tomlin obviously now believes that warmth for his hands far exudes the need for how he looks out onto the field. 12.40 left to go. Into the contest now for the Lions. On the offensive line, Jake Kaiser. Kaiser's shifted into the ball game. And Jarvis Langham has left. Kaiser moves into that left guard position. Third down, nine. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to the left end zone. He's got Ayler again. Same play. Ayler's got a Touchdown! Nice catch by Jake Ayler. He was covered like a glove, and Tomlin laid it right where it had to be, and Ayler caught it right over the top of the outstretched defensive back's hands. That was Cortnell Green. Green was on him like a glove, the sophomore out of Texas, and Ayler with a nice catch down the field, and he picks up the touchdown reception, and it's now 68-26 with 12-16 left to go. Tomlin, one an afternoon, he's had five touchdown passes today, and now the kicker, Spencer Dufresne, is going to try a drop kick. It went through the uprights, and he got plastered by one of the Anderson defensive linemen. It's got to be roughing the kicker because he just drop-kicked it right through the uprights. They tried something new, and just because he drop-kicked it doesn't mean he's an eligible man to be lambasted like he was. So let's see what it is. The extra point was good. That was a nice play by Dufresne, something we have never seen the Lions do. We talked about how Anderson has brought plays out of the playbook from the first game. That's the one that we've seen that the Lions are doing. Let's see what the call is going to be. Point is good. Personal foul. Roughing the kicker. Number two on defense. That penalty will be assessed on the kickoff. So the penalty will be assessed on the kickoff. Interesting. You don't see that very often, the drop kick on an extra point especially. And he drilled it right through the uprights. Sure, Dan Benjamin would be proud of that one. Uh, he works with the kickers every once in a while, and boy, if he'd have been here, he'd have been proud as punch to see Dufresne get away with that one. Twelve sixteen to go in the ball game, and the Lions, after that fifteen-yard personal foul penalty, will be kicking it off from midfield. I don't think you'll see an onside kick here by Ryan Murray, but who knows? Right now, 
Dropping back, set to return, is Dylan Hepler-Fink, who's in now. He's going to be one of the backs to return this kick, along with Charles Keith. So Murray, with 12-16 left to go in the ballgame. Lions leading it now, 69-26. This is the largest point total the Lions have had this year. And Murray is just going to drill it over the head of Kepler-Fink and through the end zone. So Anderson will have it first and 10 at the 25-yard line. 12-16 remaining to go in this ball game, and the Lions will up their season mark to 7-2 and on the year, and they'll finish up the conference season at 5-2. and Just a game worse than a year ago, but, boy, when you look at what might have been, what could have been, it's kind of disappointing for some of these seniors, especially Chayton Tomlin and Spencer Kandra. Harley, fake handoff, drops back, good protection. Now rolls out to the left, throws it up the right side. Complete the talent on a nice catch and throw at the 30-yard line, and he's out of bounds at the 31. That's a gain of six on the play, and a flag is thrown near the line of scrimmage, and it will be a hold against Anderson. So the holding penalty on Troy Hicks, one of the offensive linemen out of Texas. Boy, you want an offensive lineman? Go to Texas. Or Wyoming or Montana. So the penalty from the line of scrimmage will mark it back to the 15-yard line. That's right where the penalty was held. So it's a 10-yard penalty, first and 20 for Anderson from their own 15-yard line. Harley off play action, steps up into the pocket, throws it over the middle, complete to the 45-40. Straight down the middle is Barnett to the 30, to 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown. 85 yards on the touchdown pass from Harley to Barnett, and it is... The race was on right down the middle. The Lions' defensive secondary just left the middle wide open, and it's 69-32. This has been back and forth all afternoon from the second and third quarters right into this quarter. And 11.40 left to go in this ball game, and it's now 69-32. Neither team just wants to run the clock out. They just keep throwing and throwing and throwing, and the... Defensive backs are having a heck of an afternoon. They are both teams' defensive backs tonight are going to sleep extremely well. Harley, two point conversion. Now they'll go for two. He drops back. He's going to throw it into the right side, and it's knocked away by Brandon Green. Tried to get it to Barnett, who just ran that 85 yard pass, but Brandon Green stepped in front of it, knocked it down. Two-point conversion is no good. 11.40 to go in the ballgame. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 69 and the Ravens 32 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. When all eyes are on the court, we're focused on what matters most, preparing college athletes for a lifetime of opportunity. After the buzzer, off the court, it's about education and working to earn a degree. Creating healthier campuses through groundbreaking research and policies. And a fair shot so dreams can stay on track. 
United as an association, we've got work to do. We're building a pathway to lifelong opportunity. Back in Anderson, I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on Ultimate Sports Talk, our final college football right, broadcast of the season. We'll be kicking off for Anderson. Chase Panky drops back to return Chase this Panky kickoff. The Lions again are expecting an onside kick. Bryce Williams will be the man to kick it off. They've had a hard time on their onside kicks this afternoon. Not only have they hit a couple prior to the 10-yard mark, but they've also had offside penalties called on it, too. Anderson, they're going to go ahead and onside kick it. And it bounces over the top of Kenhall and dropping back and recovering it for Mount St. Joseph will be one of the back players. And let's see who that is. Looked like Ehler covered the ball near the 40-yard line. Bounced right over the top of Aaron Austin Brock. It was well-designed, well-played, but the Lions just came up with the football at the 41-yard line. And Chayton Tomlin will stay in, like we said. I'm, I doubt seriously if you're going to see Kyle Profit, except maybe in the last couple of minutes of this one. He's the leading passer in Heartland Conference history. He's a senior. He's only got one more game left. That's in New York City. He's got family in the stands. I just think you're going to see Tomlin play this one out today. And he has got, looks like Elijah Bug off to the left side of him, trips to the near side. Lions have it first and 10 from the 44. 41-yard line, excuse me. And the handoff goes to Michael Williamson. And Williamson takes it across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. Gain of a couple on the play for Williamson. He's got a touchdown run today. And it takes it out to the 43-yard line. Second down, eight yards to go for the Lions. Tomlin saying something to Williamson, now saying something to referee. Tomlin looked like he got hit after the play was over, after he handed it off, but there was no call. Joseph Thaxton into the ballgame now. He goes out wide to the right-hand side for the Lions at the receiver position. Haven't called his name a lot this year. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw it over on the right side. That's complete to Thaxton, and he's going to catch it at the 49-yard line. Thaxton with his first catch of the year. He's out of Memphis, Tennessee, First Assembly Christian High School. We haven't seen him out in the ballgame at all this year. 5'11", 200-pound sophomore. Number eight on his jersey. He lines up slot left now. Chase Samples out wide to the left-hand side. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. First and ten for the Lions at the 47. Handoff to Williamson right up the middle to the 45-yard line. And he's going to keep running, trying to move forward, moving the pile. And he takes it to the 44. That'll be a gain again of three for Williamson. Lions are running a lot of people in and out now. With ten minutes to go in the ball game. Saxton out of the ball game and into the contest now. Well, it looks like Cole Earls. They've got Nate Stone, 34. <laughs> I don't think that's Nate Stone. I think that's Cole Earls that's in at one of the tight end positions. And the handoff goes up the middle. That's Elijah Bug. And Bug will take it 
to the 44-yard line. Lions are running a lot of people in and out in the numbers. Some are there, some are not. We're just trying to recognize them from what I've seen all, all year long. Going out wide to the right-hand side now is Jared Walpole. Walpole out of Cleves, Ohio. He's a freshman, 5'10", 180. Bug lines up to the right of Tomlin. Lions have got pretty much everybody, every starter out except for Tomlin. Tomlin, the quarterback, third down, eight yards to go. Drops back from the 44. He's going to step in. Got his arm hit. Ball's loose. And it looks like Anderson has recovered the football. They came in on the blitz, hit Tomlin from the weak side. He coughed it up as he was trying to throw. And it was recovered by Anderson at the Mount St. Joseph 49-yard line. 8.57 to go in the ballgame. Tomlin just could not see him coming. It came in from the blind side. And as he was stepping into the throw, someone for Anderson, I didn't catch the number, reached up, hit him in the arm, and the ball came loose. And now Anderson has it in Lion territory at the 49-yard line, first and 10. Lipscomb will stay in the ball game, and so will Harley. First and 10. Going out wide to the left is Tucker. Now wide to the right is Crow. Harley drops back. He's going to throw for all of it. Throws it up the left side, and it is complete at the 23-yard line to Tucker. And Tucker is brought down by Sean Sullivan on the play. First down on the play. 26 yards on the completion with 8.41 left to go in the ballgame. Lions leading at 69-32. Hurry up for Anderson, obviously. Fake handoff, throw into the end zone up the left-hand side, and it is complete for a touchdown. What a catch by Crow! Right in front of Green. There was a collision. The flag is thrown. It's going to be pass interference against Green, I believe, but Crow reached back with his left hand and caught it one-handed for the score. What a catch by Crow. I mean, it was good protection by Green, but he just reached out with his left hand. Crow did, caught the football in the end zone for the score. That makes it 69-38. 8.26 remaining, and again, Anderson will go for two. They have Harley in the ball game. They've been going with... Belt, but he's out. Harley is in, and Lipscomb is off to his right. Spread formation. Fake handoff. Throw into the left corner of the end zone, and it is incomplete to Tucker. It bounces off of the shoulder pads of Arvante Neal, so it's incomplete. Timeout on the field. 8.26 to go in your football game. The score. Mount St. Joseph 69, the Ravens 38 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. 
Well, a check at the D1 college football scores, especially one of major importance, LSU, in the first quarter, three and a half remaining. They lead Alabama 10 to nothing. Penn State, out of the top four, has already been beaten today by Minnesota. Ohio State won convincingly over Maryland, so they'll stay number one. And Anderson will try the onside kick again, and this time it's taken in by Beecham again at the 45 and in Anderson territory, and he's going to be wrestled to the ground at the 44-yard line by Christian Myers. 8.22 left to go in this ball game and the conference season for the Lions. Schedule's going to look a lot different next year. There will not be two games between two conference opponents in the season again. The schedule will look a lot different. It has not been finalized as of yet, but it will be soon. Of course, the recruiting trail will start for the coaching staff a couple weeks after the season ends. They're already started going to some playoff games around the state of Ohio. Dropping back Tomlin, who's still in the ballgame. Tomlin steps up. He's going to throw it deep up the right-hand side. He's got a man, and it's incomplete over his head. That was Chandler Kinhalt, who went for the pass, and he couldn't come down with it. Tomlin now steps back and talks to the referee while they chase the football down and bring it back to spot it at the 43-yard line. Second down, 10 yards to go. Lions have the wind at their back here in the fourth quarter, but they don't much care about that. 69-38, 31-point lead for the Lions. This is their most points that they have put on the board this season. Second down, 10 yards to go. Williamson out of the pistol right behind Tomlin and he gets the handoff check out that's Trevor Tomey and Tomey takes it inside the 40 as he comes out around the left hand side and gets hit outside the sideline no flag thrown but nonetheless gets it down to the 40 make it the 35 yard line second down and 8 yards to go 8 minutes exactly left to go in this Ball game. Tomlin has got Tommy right behind him on the left-hand side and the fake handoff. It looks like a busted play. Tomlin's going to have to run it around the left-hand side. Tommy went one way. Tomlin went the other, and Tomlin takes it inside the 35 to the 31-yard line. He's got a gain of about four, and it picked up a first down. Not exactly what <laughs> Chayton Tomlin expected. And Tommy's going to leave the football game now. He moved in motion after that play started towards the sideline, and I think he just kept going <laughs> toward the sideline because Williamson is into the ball game now at running back. He lines up to the right of Tomlin on first and ten from the 31. Tomlin throws it off on the left-hand side. That goes to Cole Earls, and it's incomplete. Earls is playing, by the way, with a broken ankle. He has been playing with that broken ankle since game four. But he only plays five or six plays a game, and he said, Coach, I can play with it. So he's playing with it. It's broke. He's going to have to have surgery after the year. But he wanted to keep playing, and he is. That, folks, is a football player. Trips out to the right side. Tomlin on second and ten from the 31. Looks things over. And the handoff goes off the left tackle. And the handoff went off to 
someone we haven't seen all year. That's Mariano McKenzie. McKenzie, the freshman. We saw him make a tackle earlier, and he gets his first running play, and he gains six on it off the left side. Lions have got running backs coming out the wazoo. They've got receivers coming back next year. They're going to definitely go after DBs and linebackers and offensive linemen during the recruiting season. Dropping back Tomlin on third and four. He's still going to throw it over the middle, and it's incomplete. Tomlin's pass intended for number 84. Tried to get it over the middle on a pass, on a crossing pattern to Jared Walpole. Walpole wanted pass interference, but nothing will happen. Fourth down, four yards to go, and the Lions... Looks like they'll go for it on fourth down. On fourth and four. Tomlin's going to stay in. Just got a gut feeling this is going to be Tomlin's last series here today. McKenzie lines up behind Tomlin out of the shotgun. Now the pistol formation. Fourth down, four yards to go. Now McKenzie shifts, and a timeout is going to be taken by the Lions. So Caleb Curl didn't like what he saw. 6.36 remaining in this ballgame. Timeout Lions, your score. Mount St. Joseph 69, Anderson 38 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Carbon monoxide is a colorless, odorless gas that can be fatal. Don't use anything indoors that burns fuel, such as gasoline-powered generators, camp stoves and lanterns, or charcoal grills. Opening doors and windows or using fans isn't enough. Have your vents and chimneys checked to make sure water heater and gas furnace exhausts aren't blocked. If you feel sick, dizzy, or weak while using a generator, get to fresh air right away. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. 6.36 remaining to go in this football game. Our next broadcast game next Friday afternoon at 6 o'clock. Friday afternoon, Friday evening, whichever you want to call it, 6 o'clock. Pre-game show 5.30 from Marietta, the Invitational College Basketball Tournament. Lions will be playing LaRoche College. LaRoche, always one of the top teams in the country. Toby Kerrigan's non-conference schedule is monstrous. It is amazing. He's playing three teams that are in the top 25 ranked nationally. Fourth down, four yards to go. Tomlin. Has got McKenzie behind him in the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. He's got Cooper Earls to the left-hand side. And now McKenzie shifts over to the left on the near hash mark. Tomlin, he'll take the snap. Runs the pitch out around the left side to McKenzie. He's got the first down to the 20 to the 15, and he's pushed out of bounds near the 15-yard line. But that's enough for a first down after an 11-yard gain by McKenzie. You don't see the Lions run the option much either, and that time they did. Tomlin didn't look comfortable doing it, but it was effective because he got the first down. Now Williamson is back into the ball game. So is Cole Earls. And it's first and ten for the Lions from the 15-yard line of Anderson, and they are milking that play clock as much as they can. It's down to 12. Six minutes to go in the ball game. Williamson lines up to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin with five on the play clock. Looking over, audibleizing to his receivers. He'll take the snap with one second to go on the clock. Throws it into the end zone. He's got a man, and it's incomplete, and a flag will be thrown in the end zone. It'll be pass interference called against Anderson. 
Tried to get the football up the field to his intended receiver, Joseph Thaxton. And Thaxton, who's big enough to be a tight end but is listed as a wide receiver, was interfered with in the end zone, so they'll spot the ball at the two-yard line since it happened in the end zone. Pass interference, defense, number 32, ball replaced at the two-yard line, first down. And it'll bring up first and goal for the Lions, 5.51 remaining in this football game. This one was decided a while ago, even though it's been pretty entertaining over the, this entire ball game. Lions just picked up some breaks and scored in bunches, and that was it for Anderson. First and goal from the two. Handoff goes to McKenzie, and McKenzie, check that, not McKenzie, that's Michael Williamson, and Michael Williamson will take it in for the score, his second touchdown of the day. Williamson with 5.47 remaining to go in the ball game, and the Lions have rolled up 70 points. They lead it 75-38. to 38. And they will bring in a new kicker here now for the Lions, and that is going to be Kyle Farfsing, the freshman from Harrison. He's going to attempt the extra point after that drop kick by Dufresne. And Farfsing, sidewinder, puts it up, and it's good. 5.47 to go in the ball game from Anderson. It's now Mount St. Joseph 76, the Ravens 38 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. When all eyes are on the court, we're focused on what matters most, preparing college athletes for a lifetime of opportunity. After the buzzer, off the court, it's about education and working to earn a degree. Creating healthier campuses through groundbreaking research and policies. And a fair shot so dreams can stay on track. United as an association, we've got work to do. We're building a pathway to lifelong opportunity. So the Lions lead it 76-38 to 38 with 5.47 left to go in this ball game. Hanover rolling over Roseholman this afternoon, 42-6. to six. Final score out of Bluffton. Franklin defeated the Beavers today 10 to nothing, And Manchester blank defiance on Veterans Appreciation Day, 19 to nothing. But Hanover, for the second straight year, this time all by themselves, is going to win the Heartland Conference Championship. 5.47 to go. And Farfsing will kick it off. He'll kick it off to Keith and Tucker, and it'll be taken in. And Keith will just let it go over his head and in and through the end zone. So Anderson will have it at their 25-yard line. As we said, want to thank a lot of people here since this is our last football broadcast of the season. Thanks to everybody at Schuler Field, from the custodians all the way up to the athletic director and the president, Dr. James Williams, Steve Radcliffe. They have been so hospitable to us throughout this entire season. Just a great place to broadcast a game from at Schuler Field. Hartley stays in at quarterback. Lipscomb off to his left. And Harley will drop back. He's going to go for it all up the right-hand side, and it is incomplete. And a flag is going to be thrown against the Lions' DB. That ball was way underthrown, and was there was no way anybody was going to catch that. Elijah Crow, they're going to call pass interference. 
on the Lions, and that's going to be against John Rumpf out of Winton Woods, but there was no way that pass was going to be caught. I think it was a quail coming right out of Harley's hands. So that pass interference penalty will take it up to the 40-yard line. First and 10 for Anderson, 540 remaining to go in the ballgame. I think both teams would just like to get this thing over with. Dropping back Harley off play action. Throws it over the middle and it's incomplete. Threw it way over the head of Alex Barnett who was running a fly pattern right up the middle. Steve Radcliffe has been outstanding to work with. Blake Watson especially the sports information director all the people that he has working from the camera crew to the workers at Schuler Field and the Harrington Center. I want to thank all of them for what they've done for us all season long and who they will do during the college basketball season. Harley throws it out on the right side, and it is caught on the play by Crow, and then he got it knocked away by the defensive back of the Lions, and that is Lee Bennett, who's into the ballgame now out of Gahana High School, a freshman, another freshman in at that DB spot. 5.29, clock stops on the incompletion. Harley pushing it a little further upfield. Lipscomb off to his right. Want to thank Dan Benjamin also for doing the home games with us. Dropping back, Harley's going to throw it up the right side. Complete on the play again to Zach Talent, and he's got the first down at the 48-yard line in Mount St. Joseph territory. A 12-yard reception. Nice play, Talent. What a what a day he has had. I mean, just what a day this guy has had. Lipscomb. Is over 100 yards. He's near 120 rushing, but talent amazing. I'll give you his stats here in a second. Harley throws it out on the left-hand side, and it's incomplete to Elijah Crow. Talent, 22 catches on the afternoon, 158 yards, and a touchdown. But James Tucker's right there with him. He's got eight catches today, 148 yards. He's got two touchdowns. 459. Harley. 41 of 59 for 484 yards today. The freshman. Hand off to Lipscomb off the left side. He'll take it inside the 45. Keeps his legs moving and he gets it down to the 40. Keeps that pile moving inside the 40 and gets it to the 37 yard line. He's got a gain of 11 and a first down. That puts him up near 130 yards on the day. 4.45 and running. Left to go. Bear, thanks a lot for helping us during this season. Looking forward to the women's basketball season and doing it again with you next year. Dropping back, Harley. Off play action. Steps up into the pocket. Now rolls out to his right. Throws it up the right side to Talon, and it's incomplete. Had that been about a yard further inbounds, Talon would have come down with it. That kid can catch anything. He reminds me a lot of A.J. Glines. You put the ball anywhere near him, he will come down with it. He's not Glines physically, but with the hands, wow. This kid can catch anything near him. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 38-yard line. Receivers out wide on both sides. Talent is out wide for one of the few times he's been out wide all day long. He's usually in the slot. Dropping back Harley. Harley steps up, throws it out to the other side, and it's incomplete. 
pass knocked away. Trying to get it to Crow, but it was knocked away by Lee Bennett. Third down, 10 yards to go for Anderson with 419 remaining. Of course, Tyler Hopperton, all his help all season long. Thanks to him, Rich Thompson, Caleb Carrill. Harley, fake handoff, steps up into the pocket, gets hit as he's thrown, throws it out to Talon, and Talon couldn't come down with it that time. Was thrown just a little bit too high. Colin Matt was there in coverage. So the incompletion brings up fourth down, 10 yards to go for Anderson. And for one final time, Caleb Carrill's grandmother. Want to say hello to her. She's probably our biggest fan. And want to say hello to her. She's, I know she's still listening. 4.14 left to go. Our thanks to Greg Mitchell also for producing all of these broadcasts. He's been a major help during the past 10 years that we've been doing these on Ultimate Sports Talk. Harley's going to throw it up the field, and it is complete. At the 10-yard line to Crow. Crow caught the football. At the 10-yard line, a 28-yard completion and a first down on fourth down for Anderson. 3.55 and running left to go in the ballgame. Harley hand off to Lipscomb right up the middle to the 5, and he's into the end zone for the score. 3.50 remaining to go. Lipscomb with his second touchdown of the afternoon. And he's run the football 28 times for 137 yards today. 3.50 remaining, 76-44. Well, you've got to go deep into the record books to see what this total score is going to be in the Heartland Conference throughout the years. Harley, they're going to go for two now. Harley audibleizing at the line. He's got Lipscomb off to his right-hand side. Harley, and there's going to be a direct snap to Lipscomb, and he's going to take it into the end zone for the two-point conversion. It's good. 3.50 remaining to go in the game. Your score from Anderson. Now it's Mount St. Joseph 76, the Ravens 46 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, ink analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative Pico Way laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866 219 While the Lions have their hands team out on the field again as they're expecting another onside kick from Anderson. And here it comes, another onside kick, and it'll be taken in by Chandler Kinhalt at the 47-yard line. 
in Anderson territory. And let's see, what do we got? There's a flag down on the far side. I thought the way the officials were reacting, there was a flag down, but I didn't see it immediately, and now there it is, clear over on the other side of the field. And it looks like it's going to be against Anderson again. They've had a hard time on these onside kicks. They've either been offsides or... Offsides on the number nine. Oh, this time. So it will be against Anderson offside. So the Lions this time have elected to go ahead and have them re-kick because nobody illegally touched it on this one. 3.50 left to go. Well, so evidently it went against Mount St. Joseph. I apologize. It looked like Ken Halt was offside, so now they'll try it again from the 40, and this time it will be taken in again by the Lions. Took a high bounce, but the Lions came down with it, and that's going to be, looked like Chase Samples came away with the onside kick. And who will it be at quarterback? It's going to be Kyle Prophet. I just had an inkling that that was going to be it for Tomlin, and it was. So Kyle Prophet, the transfer from Findlay College, is into the football game, the heir apparent next year for Tomlin's job. And he has got Williamson off to the left-hand side. Prophet, handoff, check it. That's Elijah Bug. Bug, stop and go. And he takes it from the 42 to the 45-yard line, maybe the 46 for a gain of about three. Brings up second down, seven yards to go. Prophet has not gotten much time this year, but... He's number 14 from Milford, Goshen High School, 6'2", 205 pounds. He's a sophomore athletically, so he's got a couple of years coming back to the mount. After transferring in, dropping back, Prophet's going to keep it himself right up the middle. He's got it at midfield to the 45-40 in Anderson territory. He's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 36-yard line. 28 yards on the run. By Prophet. Check out 18 yards on the run by Prophet. And he's got a first down at the 36-yard line of Anderson. Prophet this year, as we said, has not played much. He's 5 of 7 passing. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He's got a 104 efficiency rating, but his longest completion was for 11 yards. He's only thrown for 27. Handoff to Bug. Bug keeps it, and he's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and brought down on the play immediately by Zarquan White. White? Boy, he is a big, big boy. 334 pounds of freshman out of Fisher, Indiana. They say he's 5'11". If he's 5'11", folks, I'm 6'5". He's not 5'11". Second down, they're going to give Bug a loss of a yard. Williamson is into the ball game now. And the handoff goes to Williamson, and he'll take it inside the 35 down to the 33-yard line. And that's a gain of four yards on the carry. On second and 11, turns it into third and seven. A minute 50 to go in the conference season for the Lions. Next week, it's Maritime. We've told you throughout the broadcast we will not be bringing you that contest. Profit out of the shotgun. 
And he's going to keep it himself right up the middle to the 30, cuts it to the left, and he's going to be brought down at the 29-yard line. That was third and about seven. Gain of four brings up fourth down and three. And the Lions just brought in to the delight of their bench across the way. I gotta be honest, folks, I don't even know who that is. 49 is not on our roster, but he's into the ball game on the wing at the right hand side. And the, when he came onto the field, the entire Lion bench erupted. Hand off to Tommy. Tommy on fourth down and three. Pushes forward. He's gonna be close to the first down. They let him struggle, and I think he's got the first down at the 26 yard line. A gain of four for Tommy, and that should do it. Well, the play clock is about four seconds ahead of the game clock, so the Lions will have to run one more play. It's first and ten at the 26, but the Lions on the year are going to round out the conference season at five and two. Tommy, out of the ball game. McKenzie is in. Lions are going to have to run one more play unless they pull the Bill Belichick play of killing the clock, where you get a delay of game penalty, and then they start the pe- clock again. So the Lions will hand it off to McKenzie around the right-hand side. He's going to cut it at the 25, be brought down at the 24, and that will do it after a two-yard game. That's your ball game. your final score here this afternoon. The Mount St. Joseph Lions, 76. The Anderson Ravens, 46. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back to bring you our post-game show and wrap things up from Anderson. After these timeouts, two games remain in the 2019 college football season. And next week, the Mount St. Joseph Lions are back on the road in Anderson to play the Ravens for the second time this year. In the first meeting, the Lions won easily, so we're